the final broadcast of the football season, the Super Region 1 Championship is live right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Today, your Kutztown University Golden Bears get set to take on Slippery Rock University in a rematch of the PSAC Championship game. Today's game can be heard on our airways, 1670 AM, as well as our online streaming platform like TuneIn, MyTuner, and the Radio Garden app. You can also hear our broadcast by dialing one 563 or 1-804-220-6519. And with that, let's send it over to Mahalik Thompson Stadium on the campus of Slipper Rock University for the call of today's game. Here is Jack Heim, Josh Toot, and Mitchell Smedley. Two PSAC powers getting set to go toe-to-toe on the national stage here from Mahalik Thompson Stadium on the campus of Slippery Rock University. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the coverage of the NCAA Super Regional One Final Coverage. I'm Jack Heim alongside Joshua Toot. We'll meet the third member of our broadcast team here shortly in our pregame. Josh, so glad to be with you as always, and this is a premier battle between two of the best teams in the PSAC. The third-seeded Kutztown Golden Bears in Super Region 1 getting set to go toe-to-toe with a fourth-seeded Slippery Rock, a rematch of the PSAC title game from three weeks ago where Kutztown bashed Slippery Rock 31-7, beat them down, physically manhandled them in that game. Kutztown looks to replicate the same formula here this afternoon. Josh, it's only so often you get to see two great teams, a clash of the titans, if you will, meet the national stage after these two teams met in the PSAC final. What are you expecting here this afternoon? I mean, it's just going to be a dogfight, Jack. You already said it. I mean, it's two teams, the best in the nation at this point, the two best teams right now in this Super Region 1. But not to mention, too, both of these teams saw each other previously in the month of November for that PSAC championship game and Clipstown's own house. Now we turn the tables. Now we take it to Slippery Rock. I mean, it's it's same game, different site. I mean, how could you not be excited for a type of game like this? Absolutely, and the road to this Super Regional 1 final for these two teams has been a little bit different. Slipper Rock recovering after that PSSC title game walloped East Stroudsburg in the first round, uh, and then they went on the road to Tiffin last week and won a thriller 45-35. to Conversely for Kutztown, they had home beat Virginia Union pretty handedly, running the football quite well against the nation's top rushing defense, and then a week ago, it took a late fourth quarter comeback, rallying from down two touchdowns in the final four and a half minutes to stun the Golden Eagles of Charleston to set themselves up with a rematch against Slippery Rock here at Mahalik Thompson Stadium. Josh, in this game three weeks ago, Kutztown really shut down that Slippery Rock offense, held to a season low in total yards. Quarterback Braden Long threw three interceptions in that game, his highest total of the year for interceptions in a game. They clamped down the dominant receiver duo of Kyle Sheets and Cohen Russell. So much talent on this Slippery Rock roster, but Kutztown three weeks ago shut them down. How are they going to be able to do that again here today? Well, I mean, looking at that Slippery Rock game in the month of November, I mean, defense for Kutztown controlled that game. They controlled time and possession. They really limited what Braden Long could do. And we talked a lot in that pregame show saying, well, they have this guy, they got Kyle Sheets, they got all these type of guys who are going to do a lot of damage. Good sound defense limited them. They absolutely limited them. I mean, it was a game that defense for Kutztown controlled a high-powered offense. So what I'm looking for is the same thing once more. I mean, if Kutztown wants to be successful, they got to control the offensive attack for Slippery Rock. 
we know what they bring to the table. They turned the page after that PSAC championship game, and they showed why they can be the best team in the nation. Even when they were doing the selection show, they even said, this is Slipper Rock's region to win. I mean, so what I'm interested to see, Jack, is can Kutztown do the same thing once more, now this time in Slipper Rock's own house? Big part of the win three weeks ago for Kutztown over Slippery Rock was their dominant rushing attack. The PSAC Championship MVP, Championship Game MVP, Daryl Davis McNeil, ran for 146 yards and a pair of touchdowns in that win. I'm looking for more of the same out of him today. Unfortunately for Kutztown, they lost Jordan Davis in that PSAC title game. They won't have him the rest of the way this year. But Jane Stewart's been a nice, you know, handcuff and it's been a nice compliment to Daryl Davis McNeil on the backfield. I'm looking for both of those guys to have an impact here this afternoon for the Golden Bears offensively. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Daryl Davis McNeil in this postseason he's having, not to mention the regular season. He turned it on during the postseason. I mean, he, he he's performing at a different level than we've ever saw out of him, I think, Jack. But I think Kutztown's offense, what makes them so unique, it's not a one-man show, it's not a two-man show, it's an 11-man show. I mean, we, we mentioned time in and time out, the boys in the trenches, the offensive line, I mean... They are playing their hearts out right now. They know it's win or go home. Everyone here knows that. But offensive line throughout the playoffs has played amazing, to say the least. And Judd Novak, wait, I can't wait until we talk about him. I mean, he is having a postseason to remember only in his redshirt freshman year. I mean, he is playing like he's been here for six, seven years, Jack. So what I'm interested to see is how can all these different components of the offense come together in the biggest game of the season to this day. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how does, I think, Novak passing-wise, I mean, these are two of the best statistical passing defenses in the country. They are both in the top 20 nationally in, in that regard. Slippery Rock, they are 18th nationally in passing yards allowed per game, and Kutztown in that regard uh, is 24, so pardon me, two top 25 passing defenses. But I don't think it's going to be easy for either of these quarterbacks uh, to, to move the ball and get those big plays through the air. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a lot more of limited defense for both teams, Jack, in this type of game. I mean, we saw Kutztown's offense sort of come to life more than we've ever seen in that PSAC championship game. But what I'm looking to looking forward to is to see how Kutztown's defense plays on the road. Last week, we saw them almost hit a roadblock, a roadblock to say the least. I mean, giving up 31 points in a game is uncommon for the Golden Bears defense and what I'm interested to see is how can they respond from last week's adversities and sort of translate that towards today's game. I, I'm really interested to see how they respond. Absolutely, and for Kutztown last week, I mean, that was a statement of the culture that Jim Clements has built within this Golden Bears program. Down by 14, under five minutes to go in that game, on the road, and you're able to come back and win a big special teams play from Stephen Burkhart with that kick return. Got them down inside the five that they were able to punch it in. Then some stand-up defense with a Yami Adoga interception. Sets up another touchdown for Kutztown with Judd Novak using his legs, something he did so well against Slippery Rock three weeks ago go. Josh, this team just doesn't have a quit. These are two of the best programs in the country, and we are so excited to see them go toe-to-toe once more here on the national stage. I mean, to say that you're one of the eight remaining teams at the Division II football level to still be playing, I think that is a statement in itself. And, you know, someone asked me, they said, you know, what type of game do I think this is going to be? Like I said, there's only eight teams left at the Division Two level still playing, still practicing. I mean, that's a blessing in itself to still be playing December football. 
I mean, it was a blessing to still be playing football after Thanksgiving. It's an even bigger blessing to still be playing in December. Um, so what I'm interested to see is, you know, how how does Coach Clements prepare his team for a type of game like this? I mean, it's, it's preparation the same way, but does he reinstill that thought of how blessed we should be to still be playing in December and live to see another week? Absolutely. I mean, you have to be grateful for every opportunity you have to, you know, to strap on the helmet, but, you know, and strapping the pads and get out on the gridiron, man, and show what you show what you have because this is a special group that Goodstand has. You saw it. You know, they turned the page after a rough start. They were 0-2. They've rattled off 11 wins in a row, a new program record for consecutive victories, and this is a Goodstand team that's looking to do something that they've never done in their program history, which is reach the semifinals of the NCAA tournament. There's so much to be excited for for this Goodstand group today, but now it's time to meet the third member of our broadcast team. We'll send it down to the sidelines to meet Mitchell Smedley. Jack and Josh Great to be with you. I say it every day that we broadcast together, but this is especially true. What an atmosphere. What a game we have in front of us. Kutztown and Slippery Rock getting set for the regional final. Can't believe it. I'm so excited, so excited to be playing or watching some football in December. Like Josh said, it's a blessing to still be playing into December. And it's a blessing to be playing a team that you know you can beat. Kutztown knows that they can beat the Slippery Rock team. They manhandled them just three weeks ago back at Andre Reed Stadium. What led to that victory? Well, it was a lot of great line play on both the offensive and defensive line. But I'm looking at one Judd Novak. If you remember early in that game, a couple deep passes of the intermediate variety, the deep variety, 18 to 30-yard passes. He was hitting Makai Gibson. He was hitting Ravenel. He was hitting these receivers to set up the ground game for Davis McNeil. That's what got the whole offense churning when Slippery Rock could not crash toward the line and stop the run so effectively like they're accustomed to doing. I'm looking at Judd Novak to repeat that success. Obviously, this is going to be a whole game of adjustments, though. Both teams have had ample time to look back on the film in that game, and who is going to adjust better will ultimately decide who wins the football game Obviously, a lot of confusion on where this game would be held early in the week, but it got sorted out. Kutztown fans have made the trip up to Slippery Rock. Three buses full of them, in fact, making their way down the turnpike, and they are here to celebrate their team in the regional finals. Can't believe it that we're here. It's kind of a muted atmosphere on the home sideline a little bit. Don't let that fool you. We should fill up as game time approaches, but something to watch. Maybe Slippery Rock doesn't have the same home field advantage as Cookstown at Andre Reed Stadium. But that's all for now. Talk to you guys one more time right before kickoff. Get some uh, some on-the-field weather conditions and some other such information. But until then, back up to you guys in the booth, Jack and Josh. Thank you, Mitch. Back here for pregame coverage here on KUR. Just under 20 minutes out from kickoff here at Mahalik Thompson Stadium for the Super Region 1 final action between two of the best programs in the PSAC. Josh, we've talked at lengths about how these teams have been special all year. Their roads to getting here. One of the best, you know, some of the best statistical traits that they have to offer, especially passing defense for both these teams. But let's take a deeper dive into what what makes both of these teams churn. And for Slippery Rock offensively, I mean, they are one of the best in the country. 42 points per game, that's top 10 nationally. And they're so balanced, they do it in a variety of different ways. Braden Long, 278 pass yard, passing yards per game, top 10 nationally. The trio of running backs that they possess. I mean, you thought, you thought it was a daunting task for this Kutztown defense to handle three weeks ago. They showed up. Slippery Rock's obviously going to make adjustments going into this game, though. Defensively for Kutztown, how, they have to, how do they have to set the tone early? 
they just need to get off the field as quickly as possible, Jack. That's what it's going to come down to. I mean, if Kutztown limits the time of possession from Slippery Rock, it's it might be that similar type of game we saw in November. But if Brain Long gets in a rhythm, which we've seen time in and time out over film, he, he can get once he gets in a rhythm, he can do a lot of damage. It it, it all comes down to defense for Kutztown, how quickly they can limit time in possession. And I mean, you mentioned how great of a season Braylon is having. He's up for the Harlan Hill Award, as he should be. I mean, he's having a perfect season, to say the least. But, you know, we saw his flaws in that Kutztown game. We know exactly what he's going to do, which I think does prepare you for a type of game like this. So what I'm interested to see, like you said, is what type of adjustments is he going to make along with Slipper Rock's offense? Obviously, they're going to have to make a lot of adjustments from that November matchup, but how versatile is Kutztown's defense in a situation like this? Absolutely versatile. They love to play smash-mouth football, and I wouldn't expect it any other way, Jack. The key defensively in my mind for Kutztown has got to be the defensive line today. they got to get home. they got to make Braden Long feel the heat. I mean, that's what they did so well three weeks ago. They made him feel some pressure, force him into some mistakes. You know, he forced that ball to the end zone near the, you know, the front left corner where C.J. Brown made that ridiculous interception. I mean, that's what Kutztown did so well. They forced Slippery Rock into uncomfortable situations and positions they weren't really accustomed to seeing all year long. I mean, this is a team who coasted through their regular season schedule up until yeah. the PSAC title game. They didn't really get tested. They got battle-tested in that game. You know, this is a good enough program at Slipper Rock. They've been a long-standing, successful program here at the Division II level that they've been able to recover, but a back-to-back 45-point showings in their first two NCAA playoff games. But today, it's going to be physical, smash-mouth football, I think, on both sides. I'm interested to see how Slipper Rock answers the, the bell physically up front, considering how dominant Kutztown was in that regard three weeks ago. I mean, you mentioned it somewhere. I can't even remember where, but if anyone sees Kutztown football, you need to be physical up front. The offensive line is physical, and they come ready to play each and every week. They know you can't take a playoff, especially against a team like Slippery Rock. So what I'm interested interested to see, Jack, is, you know, how you know, we've seen a lot of Slippery Rock's defense in that November matchup, and we, and I I was watching them on film as well, and they got better since that November matchup. But so did Kutztown. So I'm interested to see how. The offensive line for Kutztown can almost maintain the pocket so that Joe Novak can get in a rhythm like we've seen him do. And for Slippery Rock today, they didn't get a lot of those chunk plays against these Golden Bears a couple weeks back. I'm looking for, for them to try to air it out deep early, try to take a test and you know show that they can get those big hitting plays as such a dynamic offense would. But that is going to take us to our first one. We're going to step aside here at the pre and We'll be back momentarily here on KUR. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Back here at Mahalik Thompson Stadium, pregame coverage here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown, your home for all things Golden Bears football. What a season it's been, but one test stands between Kutztown and a national semifinal appearance for the first time in program history, and that is another PSAC foe in Slippery Rock, the team that they met in the PSAC title game just three weeks back, and what a fun one that was for the Golden Bears. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a tougher test here today for Kutztown on the road against a Slippery Rock team with vengeance on their mind. I mean, they have to be fired up. I mean, they... 
I, I mean, how can you even explain that PSAC championship game other than unheard of? I mean, that was a team that, that was a slipper rock team that no one has ever seen before. I mean, Kutztown just dominated all sides of the ball. I mean, special teams showed up, offense showed up, defense showed up. Just every part of the game that Kutztown could do right, they did. And one of the biggest things we concerned ourselves with, which we'll talk a lot about in the halftime show, um, is, you know, how, how can how can Kutztown, you know, limit Slippery Rock through four quarters? I mean, they're just a, a powerful group that when they get tested, they can show up and they rise to the occasion every single time except that PSAC championship game. So... It's a lot is at stake right here. It's win or go home. I mean, you even mentioned it. This uh, I, a shot for Kutztown at the semifinals for the first time in program history is on the line right here, Jack. You mentioned it, and here's a fact I didn't. I I don't know if you thought about this. For now, three consecutive years, 2021, 2022, and 2023, the Super Region One final was all between PSAC teams. 2021, Shepherd Kutztown. 2022, IUP. IUP Shepherd, 2023 Slippery Rock Kutztown. I mean, does that? What else can you say that says the PSAC is the most dominant conference in all of Division Two football? With that statement right there, I mean, it speaks for itself, Jack. It's certainly a deep conference. Some high-powered teams from both divisions take center stage every year, and we're going to see two of the best in the country, not just the PSAC, take center stage here this afternoon. The first game of the day on Super Regional Final Saturday all across the country. As we see Braden Long warming up on the near sideline up for the Harlan Hill Award. Deservingly so in the incredible year he's had as the field general for the Slippery Rock offense, but Kutztown trots out to take the field and Josh, you can just feel that intensity building. That I'm ready. tension rising. I got goosebumps already. I got goosebumps already. And you can tell this is a big time matchup. This is my first Super Region 1 final that I'm calling ever. You got to call the one in 2021. I could just feel the intensity with every week there's more on the line. And here come the Golden Bears. For yeah. Super Rock, this is a spot they've been accustomed to seeing, though. Third time in the last five seasons that they've reached this mark of the, the season, the NCAA quarterfinals for Kutztown. It's their second time in the last three seasons that they've got to this benchmark of the year. Again, we can only talk about the, the storylines building up this one so much. But for Super Rock, they're you know, not just vengeance of the PSC title game, but Kutztown has been a thorn in their side. Three straight wins for these Golden Bears over Slippery Rock. They're looking to make it four today. I mean, Goodstown has not seen a losing game since week two against Cal U. It's a winning tradition. That's exactly what Coach Clements wants, and that's the only thing Goodstown knows is a winning tradition of Golden Bear football. I mean, looking at these past, uh, you know, a couple years, 2019 made it to the playoffs. 2020, no season. 2021, made to the Super Region 1 final. 2022, no playoffs. 2023, PSAC Championship Super Region 1 final appearance. It's a winning tradition for Kutztown. They are accustomed to playoffs. I mean, it is. it goes without saying that Kutztown most likely every season will be playing some November, December football. Jack and I mean that's a, that's that's a statement that a lot of teams really can't say Jack so I mean it's a winning tradition and 
a Clash of Titans. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Should be a fun one here today. One final time in the pregame. Let's send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. Well, Slippery Rock just entered to enter Sandman. Metallica playing here at the stadium. But I got to tell you, and this is an unbiased opinion, standing down here on the field, I think these these passionate Kutztown fans that made the trip might be louder than the entire sideline for Slippery Rock. I know that's hard to believe. These fans are bringing the energy. Slippery Rock doesn't seem to have it. And uh, quite frankly, that was shocking to me. Let's talk field conditions. It's uh, it's a nice day uh, in terms of December weather. Um, low 50s, mid 50s throughout the game. Cloud cover, so the sun won't be an issue. There's a light breeze at times gusting from the home side to the away side. A little bit of a cross breeze for the kickers to uh, counteract. We'll watch how that plays as the game wears on. But other than that, a beautiful day from, uh, for some football. Uh, no wet conditions or anything. Maybe a little dew left over. Uh, a little uh, a little residual rain from, from days past here uh, on the field. But other than that, should be great for running, for passing, for an all-around amazing football game. Let's see Kutztown move on to those semifinals for the first time in program history. Game time almost upon us from down here on the field. I'll send it back up to you guys, Jack and Josh. Just minutes before opening kickoff here at Mahalik Thompson Stadium. Thank you, Mitch, once again. Josh, let's talk about the guy who's the leader of this Kutztown offense. We teased we were going to talk about him earlier in the pregame, but it's time to talk about Judd Novak, what he's done for this team. He's been a sense of stability at the quarterback position. Hasn't put up the most flashy numbers this year, but he's been efficient, and he's done what he's had to do to be able to get Kutztown wins. And he's provided some hope for this team, Jack. I mean, a team that, you know... We, too, thought they weren't going to see any playoff action. But, I mean, he turned the page for this Golden Bear football program. And, like I already mentioned, it's not a one-man show. But sometimes the quarterback, is, the quarterback is the leader of the team. And sometimes leaders step up. And he has stepped up for sure. I mean, he turned, the, turned this season around for the team. And you mentioned it. His numbers aren't the best. They're certainly not like the numbers of Brain Long. But sometimes statistics don't tell the story, Jack. That's that's how it is in any sport. And he has had a great season. Now he's going to finally be tested once more in the biggest game possibly of his career of his life, Jack. Novak threw a pick six in the win a week ago. I mean, that, that made it right out of the gates in the second half. You know, put Kutztown down further for their deficit. But they were able to rally back in part due to Novak. I mean, he certainly seems to have the type of character where no matter what's thrown his way, he's able to rise to the challenge and respond to whatever adversity is thrown this way. And that's another trait of this Kutztown group as a whole. Josh, now it's time to give our keys to the game. It's going to get a victory today. So it's going to, you have to limit Slipper Rock's offensive time and possession. That's what it's going to come down to. If you keep Brain Long out there for these long drives, he's going to do a lot of damage. Um, we've, we even seen in that PSAC championship game, when he gets into a rhythm, he could do a lot of damage. I mean, we've seen it firsthand. So, when I'm, I think that's my one key to the game. My second key to the game is Judd Novak needs to play the game of his career today. I mean, I, keep, I feel like I keep saying that every week, but every week there's more at stake. So we saw we saw him throw those couple pick sixes, and watching that post game press conference. 
Coach Clements even said there's probably a couple passes that Judd wants back, but we trust him every time he goes out there that he's going to do what's best for the team. And I think putting a lot of trust into him, that is exactly what we should be doing because he is basically, he's one of the main reasons that we're still playing football, Jack. Well, we're going to get an early look at Judd Novak and this Golden Bears offense as they will get the football first. Mason Young in the special teams unit out onto the field for Slipper Rock getting set to boot it away as we are just moments away from the, B, from the start of this Super Regional 1 final coverage. The kickoff is way we are underway. It'll be Ravenel taking it from the 10. Across the 20, 25, 30. Staying on his feet out across the 35. And some pushing and shoving after the play. As you can see, these teams are chippy. It's going to be physical. It's going to be scrappy. No love lost between these two. I was talking to uh, James on, about this on the bus. And this really shouldn't be a type of rivalry because the two schools aren't that close to each other. But this is a rivalry, Jack. I mean, it's two of the powerhouses of the PSAC conference going to battle. I mean, every time these two teams play, it's, it's, a, it's a scrappy type battle. And I wouldn't want it any other way. 25-yard return for Ravenel. Golden Bears start at their own 35-yard line. Novak in the gun. Three receivers on the field. Takes a snap. Looking to throw. Fires across the middle. That's caught across the 40 to the 42-yard line. Pickup of seven. Finding his redshirt freshman partner, Makai Gibson, as those two have had some big plays all throughout the season for this Golden Bears offense. It's just that quick slant route um, off the uh, I mean, it's 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 a great play by Jed Novak. He throws it into a lot of pressure, so we're seeing, you know, Rock bringing up the intensity of their defense more than we saw in that PSAC championship game. But those quick slant routes, they're going to work, Jack, I think. Second down and three. Give to Daryl Davis McNeil. Trying to fight his way forward. He'll get a couple. Pickup of two. It's going to set up a third and short here early for Kutztown. On the year, the Golden Bears converted on 35% of their third down attempts. Looking at Slippery Rock, though, on the season, they allow their opponents to convert only 39% of the time. But Kutztown in that championship game did convert a lot of third downs. And not to mention, too, when it came to a fourth down, they went for it. And they converted all but one time where they got stood up at, the, at their own one-yard line. Third and one. The Barack stacks the box. They're going to give it off. Daryl Davis McNeil weaves his way across the 45 to the 48-yard line, and that'll be good for a Golden Bears first down. So this gets to my next keys to the game. Key to the game check. It's just keeping these drives alive. I mean, we saw in that PSAC championship game again. I mean, Slipper Rock's defense stayed out on the field for a long, for long, long periods of time. So it's just a matter of keeping the drive going, keep the sticks moving. You need to keep all the momentum on your favor, Jack. That's what it's going to come down to. First and 10 from the 47. Novak back to the air. Fires looking for Ravenel. Incomplete. A bit too far to the outside for his intended target. Incomplete. Second down and 10. Just a little outstretch from outstretch for Ravenel, Jack. That's one of the early mistakes from Novak. I'm interested to see how he can respond. I mean, we've seen him time in and time out respond really well, or sometimes struggle to respond. 
eventually he will. It's just a matter of time. But will he do it now, or you know, does he do it a little bit later? Four wide outs on the field. Daryl Davis McNeil in the backfield. Novak looking to throw. They're bringing the heat over the middle of the Gibson. Slips a tackle. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Kiss him goodbye, Makai Gibson, all the way for a 53-yard Golden Bears touchdown. That was quick. Exactly what the Golden Bears do. They strike quick. You want to talk about setting the tone. KU does exactly that on the road and silences this crowd early. Again, Josh, you mentioned those slant routes could very well work today. They did it on their first offensive play of the game. They go right back to it on a second down and 10. Gibson slipped one tackler over the middle, and his speed had him with a one-way ticket to the end zone. Evitz will attempt the extra point. Exactly what you want for K off to fast start. Not a good snap, but able to handle it was Novak. Extra point up and through. 7-0 KU. 12.43 to go in the opening quarter. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Jack. This Kutztown sideline is fired up. These bus riders are ecstatic at that 53-yard touchdown. It's exactly what I was saying. Those early um, big plays through the air are going to keep the defense honest. It's what Kutztown did uh, three weeks ago in the PSAC championship game. And Novak starting out with a big strike here. Just that that little slant route, but the coverage wasn't there, and he had a one-way ticket to the end zone uh, with, the, uh, with the poor tackling there. That is exactly what Kutztown needed on that first drive. That was an incredible play, and it sets up their future drives. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. Great start for the Golden Bears here this afternoon. Five plays, 65 yards. It took off two minutes and 17 seconds. You saw Slipper Rock bring the blitz on that play, left the middle of the field open, and all it took was Gibson to slip one tackle, and he was gone. An electric redshirt freshman duo between Novak and Gibson. Kickoff taken right around the goal line across the 20. Spins across the 25. And stopped right around the 30-yard line. Good return there for Slippery Rock. And Jack, once again, we're seeing the same type of rivalry atmosphere. I mean, it's... it's So we saw how the offense responds. They get the ball to start, quick touchdown. Now it's on the defense. So we'll get our first look today at Braden Long in this dynamic Slippy Rock offense, the Harlan Hill finalist quarterback. And that award for the best player in all of Division II. In the gun, gives it off on the ground. Across the 30. There by Khalid Dorsey. Dorsey, the senior from York, Pennsylvania, the Shippensburg transfer. We saw him a lot last year, Jack through Shippensburg as well. He's just a force to be reckoned with. Right back to the ground game. Dorsey spinning his way towards the 35 across 35 to the 36. And a third and short coming up for Slippery Rock. So another key to the game for myself, Jack. As the game progresses, I feel like I keep getting more and more. Getting off the field early. Defense 
needs to get off the field early. When it comes to these third and shorts, third and mids, third and longs, they need to get off the field. They cannot stay on the field for long periods of time, especially against Brain Long. That's what it's going to come down to. Dorsey motions out of the backfield. They'll swing it to him. Fighting his way across the 40. He'll go out of bounds at the 42. Good for a first down. That's a pickup of seven. Keeps the drive alive and one of the best third down offenses in the country. Third nationally coming into the day. Just under 57% of their third downs get converted. Catch a run of eight there for Dorsey. Giving him the ball early and often. They'll get a screen across the 45. Something that Slipper Rock was unable to do last time they met Kutztown was use the underneath passing aid to their advantage. Kutztown did a really good job of not giving Long a lot to work with underneath. But early in this one, you see the adjustments that Slippery Rock made. Going back and watching the film. Scheming up ways to get their playmakers in space. That was Cohen Russell, one of the two dynamic receivers for the Slippery Rock offense. Back to the ground game. Cross midfield of the 49. Pickup of two. Sets up third and short. And Jake, you already mentioned it. This is where Slippery Rock does a great job converting on the third downs. I mean, you couldn't make a stop the first time around. Let's make a stop here. Just get off the field early. Don't let Brayden Long get in a rhythm. Because once he gets in a rhythm, that's when the damage really starts to happen. I mean, we we see, we see even seen it in that PSAC championship game. He would get in a rhythm, and he could do some damage. Third down and two. Sheets motions from the outside. Get on the ground game. A lot of room to run. Inside the 40 there is Isaiah Edwards. Good for another Slippery Rock first down to the 39 of Kutztown. And that's what is so tough against playing against Slippery Rock. They just give you so many different looks and so many different players can hurt you. You have three very capable running backs. Three guys who have gone over 500 rushing yards on the season. And I feel like Dorsey, you could, Edwards, and Dior. I feel like you could say the same thing about Kutztown though on the, on the flip side. Long. Swings it out. Russell slips a tackle. Slips a couple more tackles. How about that for Cohen Russell down to the 31? There's a pickup of eight. Thought he might be wrapped up for a loss, but fights through a couple of arm tackles. And that's just the situation, Jack. I mean, you saw Cam Wolf right there. He just needs to wrap up. Especially against Slippery Rock. I mean, you're at the point in the season now. It's any team you need to wrap up. Back to the ground game. A lot of room to run for Dorsey. Inside the 20. And this is a different looking Slippery Rock offense today. They're down to the 17 yard line. Another first down. They're inside the red zone. So at this point, Jack, I think it would be a victory for defense if they could just let Silverhawk manage three out of this drive. I think that would be a win in itself. Pick up a 14 for Dorsey on the play. New set of downs. This offensive line certainly looking physically up to the task. They're going to have Dorsey give it to Long. Swing it out to Sheets. A little trickery. Sheets inside the 10. So a trick play there. They, they have Dorsey take the snap. They give it off to Long and he checks it out to Sheets. Funky play design, but it works. Pickup of nine. 
Tempo, give it to Dorsey. He'll get the first down and more. Plowing towards the goal line and in for the touchdown. Dorsey in and the Rock responds. Right down the field they go. Khalid Dorsey, an eight yard touchdown rush. Caps off a 10 play, 70 yard drive that took four minutes and 21 seconds. And Slipper Rock an extra point away from tying this one up. Don's extra point is up and through. We're all knotted up at seven. 8-11 to go in the opening quarter. We'll send it down to the sidelines for Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Josh. Well, less than half a quarter into this game, it's living up to the hype. Cooks down with that quick strike offense and the rock. I mean, that was methodical. That was what you talk about. Smash mouth, running it right at Kutztown. Converted third down. Kutztown couldn't get off the field. The Rock slipped some tackles, and uh, they punched it into the end zone. Seemingly with uh, with little resistance. Looks like defenses haven't gotten off the bus yet today. So, interesting. But we'll see how uh, how the Kutztown offense responds on this drive. Was that quick strike, just one in a million? Or do they have some more in the tank? You remember they, they were moving the ball. They had a first down uh, before that. But the Rock actually did get some first downs in the first quarter this time around. That's interesting to note as well. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. Golden Bears are going to try to get set to respond to that dominant touchdown drive by The Rock. 7-7 in the early going. Kutztown's drive took a big play, 53-yard touchdown to get them on the board. Meanwhile, for Slippery Rock, it was a methodical 10-play, 70-yard drive. It took only 4 minutes and 21 seconds, but... Now this That was a drive from Slippery Rock that you didn't see in this game three weeks ago. No. Jan's kickoff is short. Thomas will take it across the 20 to the 25-30. Makes the cut, 35-40. 45 midfield to the 40 of Slipper Rock. It'll be slung out of bounds. Inside the 35 at the 32. Kutztown with a couple of big special teams plays a week ago. One of them was a big return from Thomas to the Charleston 10 last week. Big return this time from his own 10 to the Slippery Rock 32 this time. And that play, not a clean start to it for Thomas. Thought it was going to go out of bounds, but it took a weird carom back towards his own end zone where he filled it with one hand and just took one cut to get him some space. And and I thought that was going to go out of bounds myself. I think that was the right move, absolutely. Take it take it to the 35, but... Yeah, it was, it was kind of an odd bounce, but what a return. I mean, he's just breaking tackles left and right. 61-yard return there for Thomas. Give the Jaden Stewart on the ground. Fights his way inside the 30. Down to the 26. Pickup of six there on first down. So, you, you mentioned it on Slippery Rock's offense... But, I mean, we're seeing a bunch of different running backs here. I mean, we're seeing McNeil, we're seeing Gibson, we're seeing a lot of different names. And th th this is something that I think makes Kutztown's offense so powerful, is the fact that they have so many weapons they can use in their arsenal. And it's just a matter of keeping the chains moving. 
Hastings able the wide receivers on the field. Novak throws over the middle, incomplete. It's looking for the tight end, Nick Lovenguth. So third down and four for Kutztown from the Slipper Rock 26-yard line. So what I'm interested to see here, Jack, is if they don't pick it up in its entirety, do they go for it or do they elect to go the field goal route? I mean, it's out of range, I think, for Evitts, but you never know. Novak, design quarterback run. Down to the 22. That is good for four, and that'll be good for a first down. It's a big part of Kutztown's offense, those designed quarterback runs on that QB draw from Novak. With his elusiveness and his escapability, can really cause some issues for opposing defenses. And Coach Clement even mentioned it in the post-game press conference. Judd Novak can come up big in the, on those QB draws. And, I mean, it just keeps the chains moving. Two yards out from the red zone. Novak, back to the air, dumps underneath to Daryl Davis-McNeil. Going to be bottled up. He'll get no gain. Back to the line of scrimmage. Trying to make a cut to the inside, but a swarm of Slippery Rock defenders are there to meet him. Second down and 10. So that wasn't a bad idea by Novak. I I actually like that type of play. I mean, that's just a great job from uh, Slippery Rock's defense to just read that play immediately. I mean, I think both sides of the ball, you couldn't do anything different, Jack. Husser will motion from right to left. Daryl Davis-McNeil lined up to the left of Novak. Takes a snap, rolls out. Looking back to the right for Daryl Davis-McNeil. And a flag flies. Three flags fly. On the play as... Daryl Davis-McNeil got slung down as he was trying to make an adjustment going for that ball. He got clotheslined. It's going to be passing interference here on Slippery Rock. So is Dominic Martinka going to get called for the passing interference there for Slippery Rock? That's good for a first down, and that will set up the ball right at the 10, Jack. So first and goal. First and goal here for the Golden Bears. Two wide receivers on the field. It's Ravenel and Zabo to the left of Novak. They'll give it to Daryl Davis McNeil. Has a hole. And he will be wrapped up at the five-yard line. Looked like he had a, a glimpse of daylight. A good job from Siprock to wrap him up for only a gain of five. And limit the run from McNeil. And what I'm concerned about now, Jack, is looking back at that championship game. I mean, could they Rock stood, could sign up at the one-yard line. So... Could we see a repeat of that once more? Novak in a motion out wide. 
Daryl Davis McNeil is going to take the direct snap. Plunging his way forward. Pickup of two down to the three. Sets up third and goal. So that's the type of play you don't see too often anymore, Jack. Just a straight wildcat formation. I mean... That's uh, something, something, yeah, especially from this Kutztown offense. Yeah, I I don't think... I mean, we've been calling this team all season long. I don't think we've ever seen that from this team this season, Jack. Offensive, quarter, offensive coordinator Marcel Quarterman pulling out all the stops here for Kutztown. Just trying to show the Slipper Rock defense some different looks, but a good job by the Rock. Whistles come in. Timeout taken. And we'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley with 4.10 to go in the opening quarter, all knotted up at 7. Thank you, Jack. Well, a very uh, promising drive for Kutz down here. I think they got two chances to get this football into the end zone. Probably looking at another run as they're getting consistent yardage uh, on their running plays. The pass blocking has not been there uh, to the tune it was in the first meeting of these teams in the PSAC Championship. Look for that to prove as the game wears on. But Kutztown showing that they can run with the big boys. They're putting up some offense of their own thanks to that great spark on special teams. Second week in a row, that's really been a factor. Really, third week with the uh, blocked punt uh, against Virginia Union. So they're Kutztown special teams taking some of the spotlight these playoffs. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. Third down and goal from the three for Kutztown. Trying to punch it in and reclaim the lead. And Jack, this quarter has gone by quickly. I mean, it's taken 21 minutes, but it feels like it only took two minutes. I mean, I mean, this is the kind of start you expected between these two teams. I think yes. this is what we expected to see yes. three weeks ago. But Goodstown dominated that game. You know, we, we said we expect this one to be a little bit more back and forth. Novak under center. Fakes the handoff to Daryl Davis McNeil, and Novak will plunge in for the touchdown. Little bootleg action from Judd Novak, and he runs it in for six, and the Golden Bears retake the lead. This is the type of game we're going to see right here, Jack. Just teams exchanging punches. I mean, that's a great response by Kutztown, and even better design from Marcel Quarterman. I mean, just a, a quick, a quick draw escapes to his left. I mean, that's exactly what you want. So Evans on to attempt the PAT. Snap good, hold good. Kick is right through the middle. 14 to seven. Kutztown over Slippery Rock. What a start here for Kutztown. Two drives, two touchdowns. It's been an efficient display for this Golden Bears offense. And not Josh. to mention, too, for Kutztown, for both teams, three drives, three touchdowns. That, I, I think that in itself, for both teams, says a statement to itself. I mean, both, both teams, you know, get a touchdown on their opening drive. Now I'm interested to see how can Kutztown's defense respond so Slipper Rock just marches right down the field without any answer from some sorts of Kutztown. I mean, they did uh, force a couple of third downs, but I mean, Slipper Rock converted on all of their third downs to this point now. So I'm wondering what Coach Eric Fargo, the defensive coordinator, is telling his team. It's telling his group right now. I mean, you need to reset of some sorts, but I mean, Brain Long, he, he just looks different. I think. A different type of brain loan than they've seen in person at least 
And the rushing attack on that first drive, too, as well. I mean, you have to tip your cap to Khalid Dorsey, what he was able to do. I mean, the rushing attack looked completely different than what we saw from the Slippery Rock group a couple weeks back. Long was able to be efficient in, in the short passing game, swinging it out to his playmakers and letting them run. I mean, that's what this Slippery Rock is. The bread and butter is getting their playmakers in space and letting them go to work. Kickoff taken from inside the 5 across the 20. 25, 30, 35, staying on his feet. Flag flies as they get out across the 40. Fantastic return from Kylan Wilson. The referee is signaling that it's on Slipper Rock, waiting for the call. So it'll be Kyle Sheets. Who will get penalized for the holding on the kick return. So forget starting across the 40 for the Rock. They'll be starting back at their own 20. So it was a good return from Kylan Wilson. Gets wiped away. And we'll see Braden Long and this Sabrock offense go back to work. We mentioned Kyle Sheets, Cohen Russell. Prolific wide receiver duo. Both guys going over 1,000 yards. The first duo to do that for Sabrock since 2019. Quickly swings it out. Flag flies. Across the 25 is the tight end. Cam Cruz. I'm interested to see what the, the penalty is because it, it came in right as soon as the ball snapped. So I'm wondering if it's going to be an offside on Kutztown because if it was a false start, you'd, the play would be stopped immediately. So that would be my guess. So I stand corrected, a false start on Slippery Rock, but my reasoning is correct, right? I mean, it, you you would normally blow the play dead if it's a, a if it's a false start, Jack. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, that's customarily what you would. Yeah. See. So so back him up to the fifteen behind the chains. You're early in the drive. Give on the ground to Chris Dior. Slung down by Jalen Hill. So that's just a great job by Slipper Rock's offensive line to just break the middle of the field wide open. I mean, that's that's just way too much room. Pickup of 12 for Dior sets up second down and three. And all three, this three-headed monster in the backfield for Slippery Rock, reaping the early rewards. Nice job there by Brandon Heil to get in there and wrap up Dior for a minimal gain. He'll pick up just a yard. Third down and two. Another thing that Kutztown did so well in that PSC title game was put Slippery Rock in long third down positions. So far today, the Rock has done a nice job to give themselves short to intermediate third down conversion opportunities. And for a team that's been so efficient on third down this year, as what you would like to see. Long under center. Quarterback sneak. Fights his way to the 31. Good for a first down. It's interesting, Jack, that you see the brotherly shove out in uh, Pittsburgh Steelers country. But, I mean, that's just a great job by uh, Brayden Long um, to just immediately cut through the middle. I mean, that's... 
that's exactly what he wanted. They knew they needed two yards, and he easily picks it up. So to get in the fall start, to make it a first and 15, they were able to convert, get a new set of downs. In the final couple minutes of this high-scoring first quarter, give it to Edwards. Nowhere to go. Gets just a yard. Second down and nine, and you see this could sound run defense starting to make some adjustments. As this drive goes on. 138 left to play in quarter number one. Ten of the play clock. Long. Gives it. It's Diorgan using his speed to get to the outside and cut up the field for a and it's, good game, but a flag is down. It's going to be a holding on Slipper Rock. Clear as day towards our near side, Jack. So 10-yard penalty for the hold, like we mentioned. It's going to be on Nick Stazer. Jack, I think I've been pretty spot on today with the uh, the penalty calls. Um, and, I mean, uh, that's just something, I mean, as an offense for Slippery Rock, you need to clean up. I mean, you you cannot afford to take these big penalties. It's a I mean, Slippery Rock team who takes 74 penalty yards per game on average. Already four for 37 here today. Second down and 19. Long looking to throw. Underneath. Out to the 33-yard line. There was Chris Dior. So pickup of 11. Third down and eight. Chance of this Kutztown defense to get off the field. Question is, does Slipper Rock run this play in this quarter? Final 10 seconds. Maybe just looking to... going to motion out wide. And they, they will not snap it. So that will take us to the end of the first quarter here at Mahalik Thompson Stadium. The Golden Bears lead 14-7. We'll step aside here on KUR. One quarter now, three to go. We are at Mahalik Thompson Stadium on the campus of Slippery Rock University. Kutztown off to a good start of 14-7. The Rock faced with third down and eight here on the first play of this second quarter, trying to keep their drive alive. Three wide receivers lined out to Long's left. Single receiver to his right. Going to swing it out to Dior. Get him in space across the 35. Bumped out of bounds. At the 39-yard line. So he'll be a couple yards short. Pickup of six. And a decision for Slipper Rock early. Do they go for it or do they send the field goal unit out? They're going to spot him at the 40. So it'll be a fourth and one. So decision time for head coach Sean Lutz. He's going to roll the dice, keep the offense on the field from his own 40. Fourth down and a short two. 
Wildcat formation. Edwards going to take the snap. Plowing his way forward. Got it. I mean, you're just seeing how powerful Slippery Rock really is. I mean, they didn't let that. The one thing we could definitely say is they're not letting these penalties affect them at all, Jack. I mean, they just, they're so, they're so versatile that nothing affects them at all. So it's a pickup of three for Edwards on the run. Good for a first down. Get right back on the ground. Dorsey. Stays on his feet. Stumbles just shy of midfield of the 49. Thought he might have been wrapped up for only a couple. But darts through the hole and dives forward. For a pickup of six. Second and four. Quickly swing it out to Russell. Cross midfield. Inside the 45 before he's knocked out of bounds. The 43-yard line of Kutztown. And, Jack, you already mentioned it. I mean, we talked about it in that PSAC championship game. The, those quick check-down passes didn't work at all. Now they're starting to work. I mean, it's just for Kutztown, you need to you need to find an answer here. Given on the ground, Dorsey inside the 40, out of the 39, pick up a four. Another methodical drive here by the Rock. Looking at some first quarter statistics, Clee Dorsey already at 29 yards through the ground. Christy Orr with 14. Isaiah Edwards with 11. Cohen Russell with 14 yards. Christy Orr with 11 yards through the air. Kyle Sheets with 9. Clee Dorsey, 8. Those are all through the air. Very evenly played first quarter. Long. Right back, swinging it out to Russell. The RPOs are just such a big part of this Slippery Rock offense. See the either give it on the ground or swing it out to Russell. Let him get some space. That's a pickup of eight there, and that was good for another Slippery Rock first down. And not to mention, too, Brayden Long has not thrown one incompletion so far in this game. I mean, he's just, you can tell why he's up for the Heartland Hill Award. I mean, he's just, he's so powerful, Jack, so powerful. Eight of eight on the day. Give it on the ground. Dorsey's got a lot of room to run. Inside the 20, down to the 15. Flag down right near the 34-yard line. I think this one might be coming back. It's no surprise to see Long be this efficient on the year. His, you know, got a, he has a 68% completion rate. And Jack, we're seeing it. Just penalties are just killing Slippery Rock. I mean, it's uncommon that they have so many penalties. I mean, you already mentioned it. I mean, they only have they average about 70 yards of penalties per game. I mean, that's five already. Five penalties for 47 penalty yards. First and 20 from the 41. Get it outside. Nice job to make a man miss there. It was Tony Grimes. The Akron transfer. 
and we mentioned it during that championship game as well. They have a lot of Division One transfers on their roster. I mean, Slipper Rock is a distinguished Division Two football program, I would say, Jack. Long has to roll out and just has to fire it out of bounds incomplete. That's really the first time today we've seen that RPO get blown up. Could send it a great job crashing down to cover the underneath route and gave Long nowhere to go with the football. Third down and 14. From the Kutztown 35-yard line. Russell motions from left to right. Long. We're going to throw. Steps up. Going to have to take off inside the 30. Ball goes loose. Goodstown has it. The ball came out from Braden Long. It was scooped up by the Golden Bears. Something they did so good in this matchup three weeks ago was win the turnover battle, and they forced the first turnover of the day here today. Fumble by Braden Long on the scramble on that third down. He would have been short of the line to gain anyway, but takes away a possible field goal opportunity. Sets up Kutztown with a first and 10 from their own 28. We'll send it to Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Josh. It's a party here on the Kutztown sideline, and you know what set that up? Finally blowing up that RPO like you mentioned, making Long throw that ball away on second down, caused the first third and long of the day. It was third and 14, caused long to try and have to make a, a play of sorts, and it goes the other way. Kutztown with the football and the lead. Bad day to be a punter, by the way, Jack. Bad day to be a punter. We haven't seen any of them on the field yet. Back up to you. Thank you, bitch. First down and 10. Give it on the ground. Fighting to the 35-yard line was Daryl Davis McNeil. So it was Jalen DeVos who forced the fumble, scooped up by Justin Harris on that third down and long attempt by Slippery Rock to end that last drive. Second down and three for Kutztown. Novak looking to throw. Underneath, caught by Zabo. Zabo, excuse me, out across the 40. Just keeping the chains moving, Jack. That's a first down. Exactly what you want out of Novak. He looks so comfortable. I mean, he just every week he's progressing into an even better quarterback. I mean, he easily could be one of the best rookies of the year for Division II football. I mean, he has to be. That's why he did take home the PSAC Freshman of the Year in the Eastern Division. But what he did for this Kutztown offense. That was a seven-yard completion for Zabo. Good for a first down. Kutztown at their own 42-yard line. Back to the ground game. Daryl Davis McNeil knifing his way in across the 45 to the 48. Pickup of six.
And I mean, we already we I think we mentioned it in the pregame show, Jack. But I mean, the offensive line is just doing a great job manhandling this Silver Rock defense. Back, right back on the ground and nowhere to run there for Daryl Davis McNeil. They'll and give him a yard. So Daryl Davis McNeil's helmet popped off on the play. It's huge on third down. He'll have to come off the field for one play by rule. So we see Jaden Stewart come into the game. Third and three for their own 49-yard line. Kutztown a perfect three of three on third down attempts today. And I and I would be shocked, Jack, if they if they get if they don't get this, that they don't go for it on fourth downs. I mean, we've seen all season long that Kutztown goes for it every single time, pretty much. Novak back to the air underneath Ravenel caught inside the 45 to the 40, tiptoeing his way before he's knocked out of bounds at the 37-yard line and good for another Golden Bears first down. Nice little out route there from Ravenel and the Golden Bears will move the chains once more. And Jack, my key to the game is just coming to the life right here, just keeping the drive alive. We're seeing Kutztown just becoming so effective on every side of the ball Specifically offense, everything that they're doing, they're doing it correctly. Bills into your key of keeping Braden Long and that potent offense on the sideline. Give to Jaden Stewart, bouncing it to the outside. Down to the 32-yard line, pick up a five. It's Josh Stokes, they are on the tackle. And I, I mean, what we're also seeing coming to life as well is the multiple, uh, I would call it Medusa at the running back position. I mean, McNeil, Burkhart, Gibson. We're seeing a lot of the different names coming into that, that, that running back position and doing a lot of damage. Novak. We're going to throw just as able to swing it out to Burkhart and make a jump throw to make that possible. Pickup of two to the 30, sets up third down and three. He's just so effective, Jack. I mean, even when the pocket collapses and he's under a lot of pressure, he could still make a play. I mean, that is a trait you need to be a, a outstanding quarterback. And to have that as a redshirt freshman, that that's impressive, Jack. That is certainly impressive. I mean, it looked like Burkhart was blanketed there in coverage, but... Novak had to get a little bit crafty to get it to him. Only a pickup of two, but a nifty play. Third and short. Quarterback run. Novak going to take off, get to the 26, four-yard run, and another Golden Bears first down. Just keeping the drive alive, Jack. It, that's exactly what they need to do. I mean, you're just wearing down Slipper Rock's defense. They've been on the field a good amount of time. Looking at the, the first, quarter, first quarter statistics in itself, I mean, the, the time and position has been right around the same, but, I mean, it, it's sure to go up now. I mean, Goodson's offense has been on the field a long time. I mean... 
Does a lot of damage. Under six minutes to go in this first half, Kutztown getting closer and closer to the red zone here. They're going to give it off to Burkhart. He'll fight his way inside the 20. Pickup of seven to the 19. Second and three, and the Golden Bears now inside the red zone. The third consecutive drive. First two drives both resulted in touchdowns. It's a 53-yard touchdown strike for Makai Gibson, and then a Judd Novak three-yard touchdown run. The results of their first two drives. We'll see what this one holds. Gibson, Hasty, and Ravenel lined up to the right. Gibson motions from right to left. Making it two on each side. It's Burkhardt in the backfield. Back, look at the air. Slings it to Ravenel. Tough catch as he got popped right as he hit it. As right as he caught it, excuse me. Keeps the drive alive, though, Jack. I mean, exactly what you want. Just keeps the sticks moving. I mean, that's a great job by Ravenel to hang on to that ball. I mean, that ball goes up in the air. That's intercepted. And there's a good chance that gets returned for for six. At, I mean, so that's a great job by Ravenel Jr. just to hold on to the ball. I mean, that, that shows what type of receiver he really is. He's he's a strong receiver. And, I mean, Jed Novak, when he needs a big play, he'll go to, he'll go to Ravenel. That was Ali Abdul-Hakim who laid the hit there. So it was a pickup of three, good for a first down. A sling it out to the tight end, Tyreek Husser, but nowhere to go. Dominic Martinka there on the tackle. No gain on the play, second and ten. One thing I liked about this drive as well, Jack, is that Goodson has has done a really good job with, um, you know, taking a lot of time off the clock. 3.54 left to play in half number one. I mean, that that's going to limit the amount of time Brain Long has to do any sort of damage. Bunch formation to the right. Novak looking to throw. Corner of the end zone for Ravenel. Incomplete. That's just another mistake that uh, Judd Novak makes, and he hasn't made too many today. I mean, most of most of his passes that he threw were pretty on target. I mean, other than that Ravenel, um, Ravenel uh, attempt right around the 40-yard line and uh, to the end zone now, I mean, those are just two of the mistakes he made. But, I mean, he's been pretty solid today, Jack. Goes down 5-5 five five on third down attempts. So good job by Munchie Johnson to... Rush that throw from Novak. Also good coverage from Abdul Hakim. Third and ten from the Slippery Rock 16. Daryl Davis McNeil motions out of the backfield. Novak going to step up. Fires for Daryl Davis McNeil. Caught and he will tiptoe in for the touchdown. Daryl Davis McNeil a 16-yard touchdown catch. And it's 20-7 Golden Bears. That's just And that's the danger of Judd Novak, Josh. You think he might tuck it and run? but flutters it to a wide-open Daryl Davis-McNeil, and he struts in for six. That's exactly what Kutztown can do. That's three straight drives, three straight touchdowns. I mean, it's an offense that is coming to life every single week. They are coming ready to play. They are getting better and better each week. Evans' extra point is good. Three drives, three touchdowns, 21-7 KU. On a 13-play, 72-yard drive that took off 7 minutes and 37 seconds. We'll send it to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. 
Thank you, Jack. The first two-score two lead of the day for either side. It belongs to Kutztown on a commanding second-quarter drive culminated by that touchdown pass from Novak. I mean, Novak made some plays on this drive, the third-down run, the third-down pass to Ravenel. I mean, he was uh, he was making plays left and right. Folks back at the McFarland Student Union for the watch party, got to love that. Got to love what they're seeing out of all facets of this team so far. The offense with three touchdowns on three attempts. The defense causing that fumble to take a drive away from Slippery Rock. And the special teams getting good returns on the kickoffs. All facets of the game churning for Kutztown right now. Let's see if they can finish the half strong. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. 21-7 Golden Bears. Great start offensively here today. Just need to keep it up on defense. Just need to keep it up. We talked about Novak. I mean, he's not the most flashy quarterback in terms of stat lines, but so efficient. 9 of 12 for 102 and two touchdowns. Kick will be taken out of the end zone by Kylan Wilson. Makes a move across the 30 and knocked down at the 33-yard line. You can just see the burst that he has. Just give him a little bit of space and he can make a big time play out of it. Some good starting field position for the Rock here with 3.21 to go in the first half. They have two timeouts. Just one of the things that I think Kutztown needs to talk about in this halftime is, you know, limiting the yards that they're giving up on um, these special teams. I mean, the kickoffs. I mean, they're giving up a lot of yardage here that they can limit. I mean, we Kick returns for 90 yards for the Rock. Gives it on the ground. Do you over the spin move trying to reverse the field? He will lose a yard, but it could have been a lot worse. Second down and 11. Yeah, I would consider that honestly a win for Slipper Rock's offense. I mean, the left side of the field, nothing there. Cuts back to, to flip the field. Um, and I mean, a little bit there, but not much. I mean, obviously a, a loss of a yard, but it, it could have been a lot worse, like you said, Jack. So it was Heil and Voles combining on the tackle. Empty backfield for Long. Long, look at the throw. Finds Kyle Sheets over the middle. That's caught. Across the 45 to the 46. That's a pickup of 13. Good for a Slippery Rock first down. That's the type of work that Kyle Sheets can do. I mean, it's now about limiting the amount of the amount that he can do, the amount of damage he can do. Going to be a free play. Long going to take a shot for Sheets. Incomplete as he was out of bounds, so it'll be a first and five. I believe. It was a free play. So it is offsides. Five-yard penalty will be first and five. That last play before the offsides, it was a 14-yard completion to Sheets. That's reason he had over 1,100 yards in the season, 17 touchdowns coming into the day. That's on Earl Voles. I mean, you know, he's one of the leaders of the defense. It's uncommon for him to make a mistake like that, but can't and, afford them in a type of game like this, Jack. And the tempo Slippery Rock certainly played a factor in to why I think Voles was offsides yeah, on yeah, the play. Yeah, no doubt about it. First and five from the Kutztown 49. Give it on the ground. Dior makes a man miss. 
Fighting to the 46. That's a pickup of three. Now, the one problem Kutztown has had today, a lot of missed tackles in space. Yes. You have to credit these Slippery Rock playmakers for being, a being able to make guys miss, but for Kutztown, it's been a constant problem. You have to start wrapping up. Right back to DUR on the ground. Slips his way inside the 40 to the 36. Good for a first down. It's just a matter of you need to start wrapping up. That's what it's that's what it's going to come down to, Jack. I mean, if it, if you start wrapping up, I mean that corrects a lot of problems on defense. Looks like there's looks like there's a problem with. So it looks like there was a problem with the the play clock. Um, and not to mention, too, uh, with under two minutes in the half um, to reset the chains, clock does stop, resumes once the chains are set. Give it to Dior. Weaves his way inside the 30, down to the 25. You can just see the burst every time he gets the football. Chris Dior. Junior from Green Acres, Florida. So another clock issue. They have to add five more seconds on. And the ground game has really been doing the damage this drive for Slippery Rock. 115 to go in the half. Long. Look at a throw over the middle. What a one-handed grab by Cam Cruz to the 15-yard line. 10 and another first down. I mean, that's just an impressive catch. I mean, exactly what you want. Throw was behind him, but able to just reach back and pull it in. Quickly swing it out to Cohen Russell. Inside the 10, wrestled out of bounds. Down at the 8. Here with 50 seconds to go and a textbook drive so far for Slippery Rock. This is where they could do a lot of the damage, Jack. I mean, we've seen it time in and time out. Empty backfield for Long. Second and three from the eight. They'll give it to Russell. Fighting towards the goal line. He'll be slung down at the three. Pick up a five and another first down since the first and goal for the Rock. Whistles come in. A smart timeout there taken by Coach Jim Clements and the Golden Bears. The tempo of the Rock this drive has really given them fits defensively. First and goal from the three. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley with 40 seconds to go in the opening half. Well, thank you, Jack. That might be an important 40 seconds, right? The way that uh, the way that the Rock has moved the football down the field so quickly, it's going to leave likely uh, some seconds on the clock for Kutztown to maybe try and get in field goal range if they get another good return, uh, uh, assuming that the Rock caps this drive off with a score. 
difference so far, also assuming that the, the Rock is able to get into the end zone, which they've moved like a hot knife through butter through the Kutztown defense to this point on the drive, is that fumble. You're seeing just how big the turnover battle is going to be, and totally agree with what you guys will talk about. Missed tackles have been the key kryptonite for this Kutztown defense so far. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. 42 seconds to go here in the first half. 21-7, Golden Bears leading Slippery Rock first and goal at the three for the Rock. It's been the rushing attack in this first half that's been so dynamic. 104 rush yards in this first half for Slippery Rock. Kutztown's defense coming into the day allows just 95 rush yards per game on average. That's top 20 nationally, but the combination of Dorsey and Dior have really done some damage in this first half. Give it to Dior, stuffed short. It was Nigel Wilson stepping up and making the tackle. Twenty-eight seconds and ticking. No gain on the play. Seventeen seconds to go. Looks like they're just going to run one more Down and to then fifteen. Give it back to the ground game. It's Dior, and Dior will get into the end zone for a touchdown. A three-yard touchdown scamper for Chris Dior. Pulls the Rock within one score with eight seconds to go in the first half. I mean, it's just about limiting the, the effects that Chris Dior does. I mean, that's going to be the main message here at the halftime for Coach Clements. I mean, offense, there hasn't been any problems with that. It's, it's all coming down to defense needing to step up in these big-time situations, Jack. That's what it's coming down to. Mason Yon to attempt the extra point. It's up and through. 21-14, Kutztown over Slippery Rock. A three-yard Christie or touchdown run. Caps off a 10-play, 67-yard drive that took 3 minutes and 13 seconds. You can see the adjustments here by The Rock. Their offensive line has looked a lot more comfortable today, especially run blocking against this Kutztown front. With eight seconds to go, I'm not expecting Kutztown to try anything. They, More than likely, I'm expecting them to kneel it down and just be content going into the break up by seven. But it also depends on the kick return. I mean, a couple of big kick returns today for Kutztown. Two returns for 86 yards. So if you can break another one free like that and still have time remaining, then Coach Jim Clements will have a decision. Web kick from Jan. Wrapped up at the 37-yard line with three seconds to go in the half. I expect Kutztown to just take a D and take it into the break. So it's Jaden Stewart with a seven-yard return. Exactly what we thought. It's just going to be a kneel down from Novak. 
That'll take us to the break here at Mahalik Thompson Stadium. Your score at halftime, Kutztown 21, Slippery Rock 14. We'll step aside and we'll be back with our halftime report here on KUR. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Halftime here at Mahalik Thompson Stadium, Kutztown leading Slippery Rock 21-14 here in the Super Regional 1 Final. Kutztown trying to go to a place where they've never been before in their program history, and that is to the NCAA Tournament Semifinals, which will be taking place next Saturday. Josh, what a first half offensively for Kutztown. Three drives, three touchdowns. They were efficient. Judd Novak, we talked about him in the pregame. 9 of 12 for 102 yards and two touchdowns. What did you make of his performance so far in this first half? I mean, he's just lighting up the box score. I mean, he's playing his heart out right now. He knows what's on the line, and I think everyone here knows what's on the line. A trip to the Final Four, and you survive yet another week. And, I mean, Kutztown is playing, I would say, pretty good on offense. Defense, uh, it, it could be better. Well, It could be better. Let's just say that. Um but what I think makes Kutztown so so powerful is how they can respond so quickly. They can respond to adversity really well. And you even mentioned in the pregame show that uh, speaks to uh, the the culture that Jim Clements created within this program. So what I'm interested to see is how can Kutztown's, Kutztown's defense respond to a, a half that was almost dominated by Slipper Rock's offense. Yeah, and that's going to be interesting, especially the rushing defense for Kutztown. Chris Dior had a solid first half. Eight carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. You saw Khalid Dorsey, seven for 39 and a touchdown. They had 107 yards on the ground as a team in the first half. Did Slippery Rock a completely different showing than what they had back at Andre Reed Stadium in the PSAC title game a few weeks ago. Kutztown, they're going to have to make some halftime adjustments there. And for Brayden Long... Hasn't been lighting up with the yards, but he's been efficient. 12 of 13 for 102 yards as well. So both quarterbacks exactly at the same number of passing yards. The difference is Novak has a couple of touchdowns, but Slippery Rock only down by one score here at the break. They've done a nice job of getting Cohen Russell involved, something that we didn't see a whole lot of three weeks ago, especially on those check downs off the RPOs. Just let him go to work, use his speed in space. Uh, You see a lot of that for the Slippery Rock playmakers. Chris Dior, another one. Khalid Dorsey's just a, a bell cow. You're just able to give him the ball, let him run downhill. He can make guys miss, bowl defenders over, some, you know, force them to miss some tackles. And that's another thing defensively for Kutztown. I think they have to clean up. Those missed tackles in the first half were very problematic. Yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned it perfectly. I, I mean, Slipper Rock is, is just just being... Uh, I mean, it's a different Slipper Rock than we're seeing. I mean, that that one turnover from Brain Long was really the only mistake that he made, I would say, Jack. Um, but, I mean, we're seeing a, a different type of Brain Long, and it's just a matter of now we've seen him for a half. How can we respond as a team? That's what it's going to come down to. If Kutztown can respond and ultimately stop his plan of attack, I mean, they'll come out as winners. But if not, there's a good chance that that Brain Long takes a win here. And, I mean, it's just all going to come down to can Kutztown stop Brain Long right in his tracks? Absolutely, Josh. And, and offensively, you know, 
Not much to clean up for Kutztown. This is a team who ran it all over Slippery Rock the last time they met. Only 54 yards to the first half this time. So adjustments being made by the Slippery Rock defense. But Kutztown has found different ways to hurt this Rock defense. That's been primarily through the air with that 53-yard touchdown hookup with Gibson. The 16-yard pass to Daryl Davis McNeil. And then Novak with his own legs. A three-yard touchdown run as well for the three Kutztown scores. In the first half, they've been getting creative. We've seen that at both of these offenses. But for Slippery Rock, that score right before the half, so monumental. Puts them only down by one score at the break, and they will receive the kickoff to start the second half. Um, so we're going to be very interested to see how that Kutztown defense responds right out of the break and what adjustments Eric Fargo's group made. Yeah, absolutely. And you could you could just tell that there's going to be have to be a lot of adjustments made, Jack. I mean, Eric Fargo's defense really needs to come to work here. And we even mentioned this in our championship coverage uh, halftime show. The Silver Rock can come to life in that second half more. So what I'm interested to see is how can they respond to a offense that is a different type of team in the second half, more more impactful on the game, Jack. And one knock for this Kutztown team has been a little bit of a problem for them all year long is they've come out of halftime a little bit sleepy. The third quarter has been problematic all year for this team. They've almost let some games get away due to some bad third quarters. You think of that East Stroudsburg game back in the regular season where they had to grind that one out 34-27 that took a fourth quarter comeback. So for Kutzad, they can't let this game get away from them in the third quarter. You don't want to play you know, lackadaisical, and you can't just take your foot off the gas pedal here. Not against the team of Slippery Rock's caliber. You have to play a full 60 minutes if you're going to want to get out of here with a win here today on the road. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's going to come down to. Whoever plays 60 minutes of football is going to come out of here winners. I mean, it's we, you mentioned it. Kutztown sometimes does like to take off that third quarter for whatever reason it may be, but today they cannot do that. They they Let's just put it at this. They can no longer do that. I mean, it's at a point now that you need you can't take off any drive. You can't. I mean, that will cost you the game. That's how serious it really is now. I mean, the regular season, you could come back, not in playoffs, and especially against a team like Slippery Rock. Well, for Slippery Rock, the penalties have been a problem for them. Five penalties for 47 yards. They really did a nice job of toning that back in the second quarter, uh, especially on that last drive where they scored that touchdown with Chris Dior. They're going to have to continue to do that if Slipper Rock is going to want to come away with a win here today. Limiting those penalties. Could sound just one penalty for five yards. It was an offsides call, but such an evenly played first half between these two teams. Nothing short of what you would expect here in a regional final. On the national stage in the NCAA tournament with a semifinal berth on the line between two PSAC foes. It's the third straight year that two PSAC teams have met in the Super Regional 1 final. And we talked about in the pregame, Kutztown Shepard 2021, Shepard and IUP last year. A rematch of last year's PSAC title game right in this very round. And we're seeing it again here in 2023, a rematch of the PSAC title game in the quarterfinals of the NCAA tournament. Dawson Evitz and the, excuse me, Nate Millard and the kickoff unit are out onto the field, getting ready to boot it away to start the second half. 30 minutes down, 30 to go. With a trip to the final four on the line, who will prevail? Kutztown up by seven, third quarter underway. And that kickoff's going to go out of bounds. Not an ideal start to the half for Kutztown. Going to give Slippery Rock some good field position out to the 35. 
That's a mistake you cannot afford right there, Jack. You cannot afford a mistake like that. They're gonna re-kick it instead, Jack. That is, I think, a gift for Kutztown. That is a gift in gives itself. It gives a Millard a do-over, a mulligan, if you will. So it'll back him up five yards. He'll kick it from the 30. Siparak has had some big returns today. Three kick returns for 90 yards. They're hoping Kylan Wilson can break off another big return. He'll take it from the five. Across the 15 to the 25. Bouncing it to the outside. Wilson across the 30. Across the 35 and chopped out of bounds at the 37-yard line. A 32-yard return for Kylan Wilson sets up Braden Long in the rock at the 37-yard line. So it is the right call to elect to re-kick it. They get a couple more yards added on to where they originally would have started if they enforced the penalty. But it's just a couple yards that can decide a game, Jack. Long in the gun, Dorsey in the backfield. Two wide receivers lined up to the right. Swings it out to Cohen Russell. Get some room across the 40. Knocked out of bounds at the 42. Pick up a 5 there on 1st and 10. And one of the adjustments I was looking for Kutztown to uh, make is limiting those check down passes. I mean, limiting the yards. I mean, Silver Rock has gotten a lot of yardage off those quick check down passes. So, Give it off to Dorsey. Fighting across the 45. Pick up a four, third and one from the 46. This is where Kutztown needs to get a stop. It's these third and shorts. I mean, Silver Rock has pretty much dominated, I would say, the third down conversions, converting most. Three for five today on third down. Give it off to Edwards and let him go to work. He'll fight his way to midfield. Pick up a four. and Good for a slippery rock first down. And that's the luxury that head coach Sean Lutz has. He's able to mix and match his running backs for certain situations as you see Isaiah Edwards take the carry there. Standing at 6'1", 220 pounds is the power back for the slippery rock offense. As they go to him in those short yardage situations. First and 10 from midfield. Long, looking to throw. Lining up a shot, has his tight end Cruz inside the 30, pushed out of bounds. The 25 yard line, it's a pickup of 25 in the rock. Off to a strong start in the second half. 
This is the type of damage they can do, Jack. I mean, we've seen it firsthand. They give Long that much time, he will make you pay for it. Give it off to Dorsey inside the 15. Tripped up at the 14. Pickup of 11 and another first down for Slippery Rock. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a defense from Kutztown we haven't seen this season at all. I mean, they struggled in that Charleston game, but they're just... The offensive line is just completely destroying the defense. Ball Long has trouble with the snap. He'll just have to pounce on it. So they'll lose two yards, second down and 12. And that's his second mistake of the, of the day, Jack. I mean... Long already coughed it up once back in the second quarter that ended the drive. It was a third down and 14. He tried to tuck it and run. Made one man miss before Jalen DeVos poked it free. Justin Harris was the one who pounced on it earlier on, but that time Long able to get back on it. Second and 12. RPO, give it out to Russell. Makes a man miss. Escapes from C.J. Brown before he's bumped out of bounds. And we're seeing the same issue as before, Jack. Just Kutztown's defense is not wrapping up. I mean, it's 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 not a simple fix, but once you fix it, I mean, th that provides a lot of leverage on your defense. I mean, they're they're a high power defense. It's just they're not wrapping up. Pickup of two on the play for Cohen Russell. Third down and ten from the fourteen. That has been a problem all day, Josh. Like we've talked about, the missed tackles by this Golden Bears defense. But a chance to try to hold Super Rock to three. Third and long. Four wide receivers on the field. Three lined up to the left. Dior motion out of the backfield. Long going to step up. He gets out of some trouble. Spins his way down near the 10. And they'll mark him down at the 9. Pick up a 5. Fourth and 5 for the Rock. Do they go for it? They want to keep their offense on the field. They, it's it's all or nothing now. And this is a movement that we've seen. You know, the analytics of the game. You know, with a fourth and five, you're going to go for it. Field goal would only make it a four-point game, so you'd still be down. Not to mention... By one score, and wouldn't even make it a field goal game. So, Sh Sean Lutz going to trust in his star quarterback, Braden Long. Swings it out. Dior, N not going to get there, it appears. Waiting for the spot. So he is short, only a pickup of two at the seven. The Golden Bears get a stop. Turnover on downs. Looked like Super Rock was marching right down the field, but the drive stalls out inside the red zone. We will quickly send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Play of the game so far on defense, Jack. We said they had to stop them out of the half. Well, it took a while, but they got it inside the 10-yard line. This offense has to move the ball, change the field possession game, hopefully get some more points on the board, get back to a two-possession lead. Back up to you. Big play here. Thank you, Mitch. First down and 10 from their own 7 for Kutztown is where they will start their first drive of this second half. Swinging out Rabidel. Across the 15 to the 20 and knocked down at the 25-yard line. First down, Golden Bears. 
And Jack, one of your biggest questions slash problems is, does Kutztown take out the third quarter? Doesn't look like just yet. 9.40 left to play. Kutztown up by a touchdown. Looking to extend it. It's a good start to the drive. A 19-yard catch and run for Curtis Ravenel Jr. Sets the Golden Bears up at their own 26. Novak just a redshirt freshman quarterback, but this moment in this game does not look too big for him in the slightest. Empty backfield. Novak going to roll out left and content with throwing it away. A smart decision as there was no options open down the field. Second down and 10. Looked like looked like Caden Hasty was open, Jack, right, right around uh, midfield. But, I mean, it, it did take a little bit for him to get open. So, I mean, that's a good move from Novak just to take just to throw it away. I mean, it works. I mean, if you're if the pocket's collapsing like it did, that's a viable option that you do have in your toolbox. You don't lose yardage, so. Second and ten. Over the middle, caught by Makai Gibson. A nice diving catch across the 30 to the 32. That'll be a pickup of six, third down and four. Just need to keep the drive alive, Jack. Kutztown has all the momentum now. And they have loved to give Gibson those slant routes over the middle of the field. I mean, the slant routes do a lot of damage. And we talked about it already. The middle of the field for most of today was pretty wide open, Jack. Kutztown a perfect 6-for-6 six six on third down attempts today. Novak in the gun. Rolls out right. He's got plenty of room. Tucking and rolling across the 35-40. Cuts up across the 45 before he runs out of bounds at the 47-yard line. A pickup of 15 and the Golden Bears first down. That's what Judd Novak can do. His field awareness is just so impressive, Jack. I mean, he sees that the pocket is collapsing right in front of him and towards his left. So he knows exactly to roll right, cuts up field, gets a lot of yardage. He could have just taken it out of bounds at the 45, but gets an extra two out of that. That is just the toughness of Novak. I mean, he is just one of those quarterbacks you cannot stop. Novak, a nice job to realize nobody stayed home on that right side of the formation for that Slippy Rock defense. Had a lot of green to run and got 15 with it. Give it off to Daryl Davis-McNeil. Cross midfield. And the ball came out at the end of the play. Slipper Rock thinks they have it, and they do. Daryl Davis-McNeil took a big hit. The ball came out. And, he's and the Slipper Rock defense makes a big-time play to force the turnover. And Daryl Davis-McNeil is down on the field as the training staff will come out to tend to him. But for Slipper Rock... That was the big defensive play they were waiting for. And now all eyes turn to Daryl Davis-McNeil. Is he still down? We're going to step aside. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. 7.42 to go in the third quarter. The Slippery Rock defense makes a big-time play, forcing a fumble on Daryl Davis-McNeil. Glad to see he was able to get up and 
get off the field. Need, did need some assistance. So we hope the best for Daryl Davis McNeil. It's one of the biggest playmakers, Jack, for this offense. So Slipper Rock with some great starting field position at their own 48-yard line. Long on the gun. Fires over the middle to a wide open Cam Cruz. Inside the 30 to the 29-yard line. And good for a Slippery Rock first down. And Another Golden Bear down. This time it's Oyami Adoga. It's now Adoga, like you mentioned. He's a little slow to get up, but he's to his feet. And walking off the field under his own power. That's a good sign to see there for the Kutztown defensive back. But a big passing play to Cam Cruz, 23 yards. Down to the Golden Bear 29-yard line. Long of the gun. Three receivers on the field. They'll give it off Dorsey. They'll be shoved out of bounds. Pick up of a yard on the play. And I mean, if Kutzon was to lose Adoga as well, that's a, that's another big loss. I mean, he was he was that person that made that big time interception in the fourth quarter that gave Kutzon the ball back. Second and nine, sling it out to Cruz. He'll be wrapped up at the twenty-five yard line. Pickup of three, third and six for the Rock. There's Kyrie Butler, his helmet. He came off at the end of that play. He'll have to sub off for one play by Rule. We saw that earlier with Daryl Davis McNeil on the offensive end for Kutztown. Six and a half to go in the third quarter. Golden Bears clinging to a touchdown lead. Slippery Rock has threatened. Turn it over on downs on their last drive inside the 10 of the Golden Bears. Now facing a third and six from the 25. Long to the air over the middle. That's the tight end. Cruz again. Shakes off Henzer. Still bowling his way forward. Down to the 13-yard line. And another first down for Cam Cruz and the Rock. See, this is what I was concerned about, Jack. It's the second half. They come to life. I mean, they're, they're a different team in the second half. The third quarter has been very beneficial to Slipper Rock this year. That's 13 more down to the 12, pardon me, for Cruz. RPO swing it out to Cohen Russell inside the 10. Knocked out of bounds at the 6. Pickup of 6 on the play. So the third quarter this year has been... Drastically different for both these teams. Goodstown has seen their fair share of third quarter struggles. Meanwhile, the Rock has largely benefited from halftime adjustments. Come out firing on all cylinders in the third quarter. They've done that in their first two drives. So it's second and five from the seven. Give it off to Edwards. Fighting. Balls on the ground. 
Wait to see who has it. Kutztown signaling. They do. We'll wait for the signal. Kutztown has it! Ball. Kutztown with a defensive play. Forcing the fumble. Edwards coughs it up. And the drive ends there for the Rock. Turnovers plentiful in this third quarter. The Rock thought they might have turned the tide by forcing a fumble on Daryl Davis McNeil. But inside the 10, it's Edwards unable to hang on to the football. And it's the Golden Bears defense with another big turnover. I mean, that completely turns the tide, Jack. I mean, so it'll be first and 10 from the four. McNeil is not out there, Jack. It's looking like. So it'll be Jaden Stewart taking over as the lead back for Kutztown. Stewart had a great game at Bloomsburg. Had a career-high 100 yards in that win 24-3 in the middle stage of the regular season. They'll give it to Stewart, bouncing into the outside, fighting his way towards the 10. And that is where they'll spot him, pick up of six on first down. And you could just... There's something I'm noticing, Jack, right in front of us. I mean, you could just see the frustration upset of Isaiah Edwards, the one who coughed it up. But, I mean, his, his team is, is right with him. I mean, that's just that's character right there. I mean, it's more than a game at this point, Jack. It's about who has more heart. It's about who has more will. That's what it's going to come down to, Jack. But, I mean, that's a great run by Stewart. Just hits it right off the outside. Novak, design quarterback run, bouncing it to the outside. Minimal gain on the play, if any. So they will say no gain. Third down and five for the Golden Bears. It was Eddie Faulkner the fourth on the tackle, the junior from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So Slippery Rock trying to get their first defensive stop in terms of getting them on the field on third down. Cuts down seven of seven on third down attempts today. 325 and counting in this third quarter. Golden Bears still lead by a touchdown. Novak to the air. One-on-one -on -one down the near side for Ravenel. Incomplete. Great coverage there by Josh Stokes. And Nate Millard of the punt team will come out for Kutztown. And this is the first time we're seeing it today, Jack, that Millard comes out. And for Millard, he's going to be punting from his own end zone. This gotta, is a dangerous situation, Jack. I mean, you got to be careful. Kutztown had one blocked a couple weeks back in that Virginia Union game. That resulted in the Panthers' first score of the game. And they had one in the Virginia Union game that resulted in a uh, Virginia Union score. So Millard gets it off. High punt. Going to take a Kutztown bounce. And will be down at the 46-yard line of the Rock. That's where they will take over with 3.08 to go in the third quarter. Let's send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. Well, some offensive struggles uh, for Kutztown have been counteracted to this point in the third quarter by some incredible red zone defense. The fourth down stop and the fourth fumble. This defense has kept them in it. They're looking to the defense one more time in this third quarter to 
keep it a seven-point Kutztown lead. You can really feel each play has its own momentum swing for this whole game. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. 3.08 to go in the third quarter. Slipper Rock starting for their own 46-yard line. Have had opportunities in this third quarter, but have not been able to cash in. It'll be Chris Dior to start this drive. Spot him at the 49, pickup of three. They're on first down. Now it looks like, uh, or it looked like for a second, Chris Dior was possibly hurt. Now, now it's looking to, like he is a little bit hurt on that play. I mean, it's just... So it'll be Khalid Dorsey now in the backfield. Second down and seven. Sheets and Russell line up to the left. Logan Ramper out to the right. Long to the air. Flushed out left. Finds the tight end. Cruz again. Inside the 40 with a nice move. Spot him down at the 39. Pardon me, the 38. That'll be good for a Slippery Rock first down. That's a pickup of 13 on the play. Cam Cruz. Has been Long's go-to receiver. Six catches for 87 yards on the day so far for Cruz. The West Liberty transfer. Listed as a tight end, but the way he moves is so fluid like a wide receiver. Yeah, he, he genuinely does look like a wide receiver. He can play multiple positions, though, and that's something you want out of your offensive players. I mean, so flexible, something, something you need. Give it off to Dorsey. He'll be stood up. Flag comes in. He's coming in from the far side. Could possibly a holding on Slippery Rock here. But my problem with it was the official wasn't even that close to the play. So it's going to be a 15-yard penalty. That's on Nathan Waltman. Is that a chop block? Is that what they called it, Jack? So an illegal block below the waist there. Backs the Rock up to their own 47. Which is where they started the drive. So now a first in 20. So not only now do you have to get back to your previous line of scrimmage, you also need to, that takes ten yards. Now you need to get an extra ten yards on top of that. So I mean that's that's a tough that's a tough one right there, Jack, for slippery rock. You can't take that. First and twenty-five. Empty nope, not empty backfield. Pardon me. They're gonna give it off to Dior. Cross midfield to the forty-five. And wrestle that out of bounds at the forty. So a great run there by Chris Dior. Practically got all the yards back that they just lost. Pick up a 13, second down and 12. It's Grimes. Gets his way down to the 30. And that's the damage Slipper Rock could do. I mean, they basically just got all the yardage back from that penalty, and now it's a third and short. I mean, that's the damage they could do. 10-yard catch and run for Tony Grimes. Third down and three. 
11 seconds on the game clock, 14 on the shot clock. Give it off, it's Edwards. He'll fight his way to the 25. Pick up a five, good for a slippery rock, first down. That will take us to the end of the third quarter. The Golden Bears clinging to a touchdown lead, 21-14. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. A scoreless third quarter. Who saw that coming after the way these offenses operated in the entire first half? But it's not going to much matter what Kutztown uh, can do or, or what they, what position they find themselves in. If Slippery Rock can convert after a first and 25 simply by running the football, this team is in some deep trouble in the final 15 minutes of this football game. That is distressing, distressing run coverage from this defensive unit. They need to figure that out. That's borderline embarrassing that you can let that happen. Uh, you know, Slippery Rocks found themselves behind, behind the chain several times. We talked about their penalty woes. And each time it looked like they take it in stride and it doesn't even matter. Very distressing. But Kutztown is 15 minutes of football away from heading to the national semifinals for the first time in program history. It's an exciting time. It's a tense time. And it's time to send it back up to you guys in the booth. Thank you, Mitch. Three quarters down, one to go. 21-14, Kutztown leads Slippery Rock here in the Super Region 1 final. Slippery Rock largely controlled that third quarter in the box score, but unable to cash in for points. Out-of-town scoring update quick. Lenore Ryan has a 7-0 lead over Valdosta State in the second quarter in the Super Regional 2 final. Empty backfield for Long. Swings it out. Caught by Kyle Sheets. Down to the 20. Pick up of five there for Slippery Rock on first down. And Brady Lodge just looking at this. He's now 23 for 24 on the day. I mean, he is he, he's so impressive on so many different levels. I mean, just cuts down, cannot stop him. Second and five from the 20. Give it off to Dior. Heights his way to the 17. That's a gain of three. Third and two. And with 14 minutes left to play in the game, I mean, it's just Kutztown needs to stop more than ever. I mean. Kutztown has played bend but don't break defense here in the second half. A couple of drives for Slippery Rock that got down inside the red zone. And not to mention, too, they've been playing that type of defense all season long. There's a turnover on downs and a fumble by Isaiah Edwards were the end result of the last two drives for the Rock that got down to this part of the field. They'll give it off to the aforementioned Edwards bowling his way down to the 10. Pickup of seven and another Slippery Rock first down. Just the running back capabilities are, are so powerful that Kutztown's defense has never really been challenged like this before, Jack. I mean, I mean maybe with Chris Kelly or with Lockhaven, but that's really about it. And this is the rushing attack that we didn't see from Slippery Rock and that lopsided 31-7 loss to the PSC Championship a few weeks back. Edwards again. Pick up of five. 
Sets up second and goal at the five. Just Kutstein needs a goal line stand here at this point. Edwards fighting pickup of two wrapped up at the three. Third and goal for the Rock. At this Can point, Kutstein Kutstein stand tall once more. At this point, Kutstein needs to stack the box here. Just... It, it needs to be a. You need to have a goal line stand here. You cannot let Serper Rock score. It's going to be four down territory, I would presume, for yeah. the Rock. Actually, I think they would go for a field goal if they didn't get it here. In this type of game, you know the way it feels between these two teams. I, I would be hard pressed to see Coach Sean Lutz settle for a field goal here if they're not able to get it on this third down play. Toss it out to Dorsey. Trying to get the edge. And he will be bumped out short. Great job by Kutztown to prevent him from being able to cut up the sideline. And Jack, you're right. They want to go for it. Does Kutztown's defense bend or break? So it was a loss of two on the play for Dorsey. Fourth and goal from the five for Slippery Rock. Biggest defensive play of the game for the Golden Bears. And at this point, Jack, Kutztown has no other choice but to stand tall. I mean, we've seen this in that Lockhaven game where Lockhaven got down to the five and Kutztown made a, a big-time goal line stand. Can Kutztown do the same thing once more, but this time? It needs a lot more. Five on the play clock. Three receivers on the field. Long. I'm going to throw. He's got time. It's intercepted. intercepted by Anton Lloyd. He's going to run it back to the 10. 20. 25. 30. 35. 40. He's got daylight. they got convoy with him. Can Dorsey catch him? He will not. Anton Lloyd a pick six. Unbelievable. The same thing happens one more time in that block cave game. An interception in the end zone. This time it means a little bit more. He returns it for six all the way back. I mean, Jack, does that give you a little bit of a taste of the Iron Bowl 2013? I mean, unbelievable. How about that? In a 100-yard return from Anton Lloyd for the pick six. Long, excuse me, was looking for Sheets in the back left corner of the end zone. Lloyd with a phenomenal play. Great coverage to just intercept it. And nobody home for the Rock on the far side of the field. As Lloyd takes it the distance. 28-14. Golden Bears look like they were back on their heels. And the Rock were primed to be able to tie this game. But... Turnovers are truly king in these types of games. 28-14K. We'll send it to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. This is also reason. Not two, three red zone stops for this defense three different ways. The fourth down, the fumble, and now the pick six. And he's getting a standing ovation in front of the cheering section that made their way all the way from Cookstown. You can hear how loud they are. They've waited all game to erupt. What a lightning bolt of a play going the distance, the entire length of the field. An unbelievable play. And Kutztown now has a commanding lead here in the fourth quarter of the regional final. They can smell it down here on the sideline. This team might 
be semifinal bound. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. What a play by Anton Lloyd. 28-14 Golden Bears, a pick six. The defense has been the backbone of this Golden Bears team all year long, and they step up with another big-time play and a big-time moment. And now the pressure has fully shifted to Slipper Rock here with 11-01 to go in the fourth quarter, down by two scores. The watch party at Kutztown is as happy as can be, Jack. So we're going to go with a pooch kick. We called for and a, a fair flag. catch. It was Andrew Good. Miller, one of the upmen, calling for the fair catch. He did mention. Just interested to see what this penalty is about now. I mean, flag down. <coughs> not even sure what it. The only really penalty you see on a on a. So they're signaling it's on Clitztown. So they have five yards added on to the end of the return. Sets up the rock at their own 43-yard line. That's a type of penalty you cannot give up, Jack. I mean... So Braden Long and this rock offense back to work got to be frustrating for the Rock. They've controlled a large portion of this second half. Their offense has been on the field for a vast majority of it. Just have been unable to cash in. Dior across the 45 to the 46. Pickup of three. Second down and seven. Last three drives for the Rock. They've gotten inside the 10 on all three. Turnover on downs. Fumble and a pick six. Have been the end results. Oh, a little trigger. They're going to give it back to Russell. Slips a tackle. Slips three tackles on the play. Wrapped up right around midfield. And you know what could have been a minimal gain for Russell. And Anton Lloyd's slow to get up here. Picks up four. Out to midfield. Anton Lloyd down on the field. We're going to step aside for the injury timeout. 10-15 to go. Cuts down, up by 14. Back here at Mahalik Thompson Stadium here on the campus of Slippery Rock University for our coverage of the Super Regional 1 final. Cuts down up 28-14 on the Rock. Antoine Lloyd being helped off the field. Big part of this Cuts Town defense as we hope. And the injury is nothing serious. And we mentioned this, Jack. I mean, those are two big defensive losses. I mean, that's Adoga, that's Lloyd. I mean, those are two of your big pieces, specifically in the secondary. Long just going to shovel it to Cruz. Fights his way to the 47 of Kutztown. And good for a Slippery Rock first down. It's just a matter of wrapping up, Jack. I mean, they could have easily made a stop. And Coach Clements uses a timeout. 9.36 left to play. 
We'll take this time to send it to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. Before this drive started, uh, the coaching staff gathering the defense after all of that excitement, all that drama, and saying, we've got to go back at it. We've got to go back at it. And they held strong in the first two plays, but uh, the uh, uh, the Rock is able to convert for a first down and get this drive kind of kick-started back into Kutztown territory. We'll see if another crucial stop is in order now. You really start to count possessions, right? Under 10 minutes go. You don't know how often, if you're Slippery Rock, you're going to get the football back, right? You might have, You might only have two possessions left. You might have to score on both of them to stay in this football game. So expect it four down territory from here on out and uh, pulling out all the stops from that play sheet over on the Slippery Rock sideline. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. 9.36 to go. First and 10 for Slippery Rock from the Golden Bears 47-yard line. Injuries starting to pile up here for the Golden Bears. Antoine Lloyd, Ayami Adoga, and Daryl Davis-McNeil. Ball left this game hard and have not since returned. Long. Dumps it underneath Chris Dior. Inside the 45. A nice job to make the man to miss and get out of bounds at the 36. Pickup of 11 and another first down. It's just those quick check down passes, Jack. I feel like we keep repeating ourselves, but they're getting a lot of yardage, and Kutztown needs to start limiting them. Long, look at the throw. Good job there by Brandon Heil in the coverage to swat it away from Tony Grimes. That could have been another pick for Kutztown, but... Nine seventeen to go. Swinging out to Russell. Nice job to make Cam Wolf miss. At least he made Wolf miss initially. He was able to catch up and bring him down. Just could stop. Need to stop here. Just, just to limit the damage. There's a loss of a yard there on the completion to Russell. Third down and 11. Slipper Rock 8 of 12 today on third down attempts. Kutztown faithful, making the five-hour drive, getting loud. Great turnout by the Golden Bears faithful here today. And they are unable to get it off. Play clock expired. And it is a delay game. So it'll be a five-yard penalty. Third and 16 now for the Rock. That's just something you, if you're Slipper Rock, you can't take. I mean, that's salt to the wound right there. And backed up to their own at the Kutztown 42. Third and long. Long. 
Avoids the pressure, steps up, he'll dive forward. Down at the 32, that's a pickup of 10. So it'll be a fourth and six for the Rock with under eight minutes to go. Nice job by Long to uh, evade the sack and get a positive gain. He's just so elusive, Jack. I mean, we, we saw that in the PSAC championship game. I mean, he's just so elusive. I mean, you have to go for it, and they the Silver Rock's going for it. Fourth and six for the Golden Bears, 32. Long, looking to throw. Fires over the middle, incomplete. Turnover on downs for the Rock. And the Golden Bears will take possession with 7.31 to go. And now, Kutztown, if they can have a long enough drive, could be able to ice this one away. There's still 7.31 to go. Time remaining, but Slip Rock's going to need a quick stop here on the defensive end, Josh. Yeah, they're going to need a quick three and out to even have a chance at coming back. I mean, that's just a great, great job from Kutztown. It's just a, a, a fourth down defensive stand. They've been doing it all day, though, Jack. Give it off to Stewart. No, that's oh, actually pardon, McNeil. That's, that is Daryl Davis McNeil, pardon me. I was about to say, it looked like a, a six, but... So back in the game, that's a good sign for Kutztown. I mean, that, if that doesn't speak to the testament of Daryl Davis McNeil, I don't know what will. He is just such a tough player. I mean, even despite the injury, he's still able to get back in there and take this team to a win, hopefully. 6.50 left to go. Pick up a five on that first down play. Right back to the ground game. Daryl Davis McNeil going to get tripped up. He's going to lose a yard. It'll be a third and six for Kutztown. Just need to keep the drive alive, Jack. That's what it comes down to. Just keep taking time off the clock. You cannot give the ball back to Slippery Rock. At least yet. You can't. Three receivers on the field. Darrell Davis McNeil in the backfield. Third and six from Kutztown's own 36-yard line. Novak. Design quarterback run. Going to make a couple of defenders miss. He'll be stopped short of the line to gain. Pickup of three to the 39. And Nate Malone and the punt team is going to come out onto the field for the Golden Bears. That was what Slipper Rock needed. A quick three and out. So and big stop for the Rock. But now they're, they're in a position that Kutztown was in a week ago. Kutztown was down by 14 with... Right around 4.35 to go. Slipper Rock down by 14 with just under 5.5 to go in this game. Down to 3 on the play clock. Allard punts it away. Taken at the 21 there by Grimes. Spins his way across the 25. Wrapped up at the 29-yard line. We have a scuffle after the play. 
But it is quickly broken up. No flags fly. And the Rock will start at the 29 with 5.05 to go. We'll quickly send it to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. It's been chippy all game and Slippery Rock with their backs up against the wall. They're feeling the pressure. They're feeling that, uh, that emotion. But I watched Daryl Davis McNeil warm up behind us here. He looked like he had full range of motion. He was cleared to go in. And Kutztown elected to just run it three times with him. Took a little bit of time off the clock. Now you need to go into that prevent defense. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. First and 10 from the 29 for Slippery Rock. Long. Looking to throw. Steps up. He's going to get sacked. Nigel Wilson. Just like that, the pocket can collapse. I mean, the defensive line. I mean, they are just... They play together as a unit. They're such a hard-working group of individuals, and that's exactly what they can do. Loss of eight on the sack there by Wilson. Long right back to work. Swings underneath. Caught by Dior. Spins and gets to the 28. Pickup of six on the play. And, Jack, is this fourth down territory, do you think? Have to go for it if you're slipping rock. There's only 4.30 to go. Down by two scores. Long. Flush out right. He's going to the sack momentarily, but down he goes. Devin Jones on the sack for Kutztown. And it'll set up a fourth and long for the Rock. Two sacks on the drive. This Kutztown front. Imposing their will. Goodstown crowd getting loud here in Slippery Rock. Loss of 10 on the sack. Fourth and long. Long steps up. Trying to find Russell. Drops it in the bucket. Caught out across the 40. Good for a Slippery Rock first down to keep the drive alive. And another Golden Bear player down. This is Braden Pullman down behind the play. But Cohen Russell with a 26-yard gain to the 44 with 3.39 to go. Keeps the Rock alive for the meantime. But Josh, Kutztown could have very well put that game ended away. Ended it right here, right there on that last play on that fourth and long, but... Braden Long shows you why he is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. There's a reason he is up for the Harlan Hill Award. And with throws like that, he put it right on the money to Cohen Russell on the sideline. Great to see Braden Pullman on his feet and making his way off the field. But for now, Super Rock stays Alive and keeps themselves afloat. They have three timeouts and 3.39 to play. Down by 14. Could have been over just like that, Jack. But First and 10 for the 44. Long looking to throw. 
Fires over the middle. That's caught by Ramper. Bobbled it, but able to keep possession inside the 35, down to the 34. Wasn't clean, but Logan Ramper comes up with it, and another big play through the air for the Rock. Got to move with tempo here if you're Slippery Rock. Long, right back to throw. He's got time. Rolls out right. Got to fire across the middle. What a one-handed grab by Dior. Fighting his way towards the 15. They'll spot him at the 16. And another Slippery Rock first down. I mean, this is what they can do, Jack. And it's... This is why this team has been so dangerous all year. Even when it looks like they're down and out. They find a way to stand tall. Looking at the end zone for Sheets. Incomplete. That was a 22-yard catch and run for Ramper. A 17-yard catch and run for Chris Dior. And on that last play, an incompletion for Kyle Sheets. Looking at the end zone. Second and 10 from the 17 of Kutztown. 2.35 to play here in this one. That's what is between Kutztown winning and losing, Jack. I mean... Coming down to the wire just like we expected. Cuts down two minutes and 35 seconds away from a spot that the program has never been in before. That would be the NCAA Tournament Semifinals, the Final Four. Long. Pump fakes, throws. Was looking for Cohen Russell, just overshot his intended target. Third and ten for the Rock. 2.30 left to play. At this point, that Silver Rock basically has two plays to stay alive. I mean, if Clipstown gets the ball back, just need a couple first downs to take away the timeouts from Slippery Rock, but that's about it. Empty backfield. Third and ten. From the 17-yard line for the Rock. Long surveys the field. Fires out for Russell, but he dropped it. Thought about running before he caught it, and it's fourth and ten. That's the problem with cutting upfield before you have the ball, Jack, because that's what happens. I mean, A it's... break for Kutztown. Russell very well could have got into the end zone on that play, but... Once again, thought about running before he caught the football. And now it all comes down to this for the Rock. Fourth and 10, 2.24 to go, down by 14. The season on the line once more. Can Braden Long step up and keep his team alive? In the late stages of this one. A timeout comes in. The Golden Bears will call their second timeout. Of the half. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Jack. Everybody on the Kutztown sideline getting loud for every single play now. They woke up somewhere in the vicinity of 5 in the morning to be here for these precious seconds right here. Fourth and 10. Last gasp for the Rock. Uh, if they want any chance of staying in this game for the last two minutes. Credit the Kutztown defense to this point shutting the Rock out in the second half. And they've done it a myriad of ways. The interception, of course, the pick six, the fumbles, the turnovers on downs, the sacks that just started piling up on the, on this drive before the long com conversion. But, oh, my goodness, Kutztown has put themselves in all likelihood 
into the semifinals for the first time in program history. And this crowd, this fan base, so passionate. They know it, and they are here for it right now. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. One stop. That's all Kutztown needs. One stop will take them to a national semifinal. A spot where they have never been. Four to ten. A spot that will add another accomplishment to the resume of Coach Jim Clements and this Golden Bears team. Empty backfield for Long. Looks like they're going to rush three, Jack. Fires out wide. Caught by Russell. This might need a measurement. That was right near the sticks. Right at the line. And it's a turnover on downs. Russell was just short. And the Golden Bears defense comes up huge once again. And Sean Lutz is irate here on the Slipper Rock side. So they're going to say Russell got nine on the play. Was a yard short of the first down marker. First down is all Kutztown needs. Nowhere to go. And the Rock will burn their first time out. We'll add a second on, 2.13 to go. That's the Rocks' first timeout. Two more to burn. And even if Slip Rock is able to get a stop here and get the football back, it is going to take nothing short of a miracle for them to get back to try to tie this game. No gain on the play. Second down and ten. I'm going to say a loss of a couple for Stewart on that first down play. So second and twelve. Novak, design quarterback run. Trying to get the edge. Flags fly. Two flags fly. Both at the same spot, Jack. 2.06 left to play. Now a conversation to see what the penalty actually was. 
Coach Clements now coming out onto the field. Well, we're waiting the ruling. Some out-of-town scores. Lenore Ryan is dominating Valdosta State at the half. 28 nothing. I... Uh... Colorado School Mines over Central Washington, 6 nothing. An offense that averages about 50 points per game, Jack. Harding, Grand Valley State nodded up at nothing. As Slipper Rock takes their second timeout, one left. So they decline the penalty, sets up third down. They burn their second timeout. Chance to get off the field here defensively does the Rock. Josh, Kutztown can taste it. They can taste the trip to the national semifinals. I think they're getting the lids off the Gatorade coolers at this point. 2.06 to, to go. To give Coach Clements. And this offense has largely been kept in check in the second half as Kutztown. I mean, it's just turnovers that hurt them. Hurt them the most. Three turnovers on the day for Slipper Rock. Fumble and an interception from Long and an Isaiah Edwards fumble. That's a big part of what played them in the PSAC title against Kutztown a couple weeks back. They had three turnovers in that game and it was three interceptions. It's a different way today, but Kutztown was able to force the Rock into coughing up the ball. Novak on the run. Nowhere to go. Clock will continue to run. One fifty-six left to play. So Slipper Rock has no more timeouts to use. So one fifty-six to go. Good sound to be able to punt it away here. They're going to add four seconds back on. So it's exactly two minutes on the clock. Kutztown. If they can just execute for two more minutes, they will be moving on. Would be getting their first regional title in program history. First ever appearance in the national semifinals. Can't state enough how big of a feat this would be for this program. And not to mention, too, this would be the third time now in three years that the PSAC East was represented in the Final Four. Not just the PSAC in total, but the PSAC East. High snap, and it's a safety. The snap goes over the head of Millard. A result in a safety now 28-16. As a bad mistake there by the Golden Bears. Puts the Rock down by 12. That's a mistake you cannot afford. So Lardo gets set to boot it right back away on the 
going after the safety. And Jack, let's be honest with ourselves. That's the first mistake special teams has made other than blocked punts in, in quite some time, I would say. I, I think we can take that a little bit further and say that was the first snap all season that has went over Ballard's head. Special teams has been a strength of this Kutztown team, but on that play, just a simple mistake too high with the snap. And you have to give credit to Kutztown's defense here so far in the second half. I mean, if you look at this statue, I mean, Slippery Rock has ran 79 plays to Kutztown's 41. They've outgained them 470 to 205. But when Kutztown's defense is needed at most, they've stepped up and made some big plays in this game. None bigger than the Anton Lloyd pick six. Lord Gangs had to boot away. Only one back deep. That's that's it. And he's only at the 25. And it's Kylan Wilson. Zibrock has had some big returns today. Four returns for 122 yards. Wilson will take it. Also 25 to 30, 35, 40. He's got daylight midfield. Still going out of bounds. At the 41-yard line of Kutztown with 150 to go. And the Rock is not done yet. Kylan Wilson with another big return for the Rock. And that's been a problem today for Kutztown. Kick return coverage has not been good. One fifty to go. No timeouts. Down by 12 if you're the Rock. It's a 48-yard return for Kylan Wilson. Just a freshman can see the speed and skill that this young man possesses. And bright outlook. Young steps up, dumps it off to Dior. Gets out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Pickup of four. Stops the clock with just six seconds coming off. Yeah, it's just a, a quick check down pass. I mean, it's worked for them all day. So, at, the, at this point, this point, you just need to keep the receivers inbound as much as possible. You cannot let them get out of bounds. Just let the, let the clock roll. Second down and six, long to throw. Caught by Ramper. Down to the 20. Pickup of 17 and a rock first down. Will momentarily stop the clock with 1.37 to go. Long, look at the throw. Look at end zone for Ramper. Tried to climb the ladder but can't haul it in. Great coverage on the play by Drew Henzer. And he might be down. Slippery Rock looking for a pass interference. Don't get it. 129 left to play. 
We are officially down under 90 seconds in the Super Region 1 final. Second down and 10. Long steps up, looking end zone for Sheets out of the back of the end zone. Incomplete, third and 10. And we're going to have a clock issue here. The clock did not properly start at the start of that play. And kept running. After it started pretty much as that play was ending. So that took seven seconds off. Third and ten. One twenty-two to go. Long steps up. Fires over the middle. Incomplete. And now the late flag fly. flies. That flag came in well after the play. It, it's, it has to be an elite hit or an unsportsmanlike conduct, which is shocking because they didn't, from my understanding, Jack, they didn't call either an elite hit or an unsportsmanlike conduct all day today, did they? We are waiting the call. They have not called an unsportsmanlike conduct all day on either team. That is, that is correct, Josh. So that's going to be called on Colton Rossi, the senior from New Wilmington, Pennsylvania. That's a 15-yard penalty. Backs him up to the 35. And now they need about, about 25, I would say, Jack. Long. Going to take off and run. He's got to get a lot of yards. Goes out of bounds. And a turnover on downs, Jack. And I'm not sure what Long was doing there. I mean, he had to get a lot of yards. He had to get close to a mile. And the, the line of game was the 11-yard line. And he stepped out at the And only got 24. to the 24. I mean, I don't... You have to be able to stay back there and try to find something down the field. But Long decides to take off. He gets 11 on the run. A turnover on downs with 70 seconds to go. A couple of kneel downs should end it. But Kutztown will get to a place that they have never been before in the program's history. A veteran-laden defense and the young redshirt freshman, the field general leading the offense. A fantastic blend for this Kutztown group. Got pinned back on their heels in the second half, but never wavered. They didn't even give up. I, cor I correct myself. 
on defense, they didn't give up a single point except for uh, that miscued snap on the punt for the safety. But Novak with the last kneel down, and it is official. Kutztown gets out of Super Region 1, secures their first regional title in program history. They will be going to the national semifinals. They've reached the Final Four. The celebrations commencing for the Golden Bears. They enjoy this moment. And for Slippery Rock, a bitter end of the season. As the Golden Bears continue to be the kryptonite for the Rock. The Golden Bears have gotten the better of the Rock the last four times that these two teams have met. One to the PSAC title this year. The other now on the national stage in the NCAA tournament. What a year it was for the Rock. Right along the Harlan Hill finalist. These great playmakers. Cohen Russell. Kyle Sheets. Cam Cruz with a great game. 7 for 90 yards. Despite not getting the result that they were hoping for. The Rock has a lot to be proud of for what this season was. But for the Golden Bears, they live on another week as they will go to the national semifinals. 28-16, your final score, Josh. Let's get right into the postgame. Before we do, we're going to send it down to Mitchell Smedley one last time. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh and Jack. You can hear the crowd behind me. This team is going to the national semifinals as they rush past me in jubilation over to the bench area. They've shaken hands. They've shaken off Slippery Rock for a second time in a month. This team is fired up, and this team is Final Four bound. The minor miracle is growing ever bigger. The minor miracle lives on another week. They've defeated the Rock once again on that fourth down incompletion with about two and a half minutes to go. I said game over. A couple players were quick to remind me that there were still two minutes to go, but they played those last two minutes hard, and they got it done. What a team, what a season, and it's going to continue. Unbelievable play on all sides of the football. Offense, defense, special teams, every single player on this team contributing. Every single coach had their fingerprints all over it. And to the national semifinals, it continues. Hopefully, the best is yet to come for these Golden Bears. What a reward for those that got up, oh, 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m., maybe even earlier, depending on where they came from. But they came from far and wide. And they are celebrating with their Golden Bears from the bleachers here in Slippery Rock. Golden Bears, victorious once again. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. And, Jack, I have one question to ask you. K-who? K-you. K-you. Golden Bears win it 28-16. What a game. Judd Novak was efficient. Again, not lighting up the stat sheet, but... Did enough. 11 of 16, 127 yards, two touchdowns, a large portion of that game in the first half. And for Slipper Rock, it's got to be more frustrating, you know, not just losing to end your season, but the way they did it, they dominated that second half. In total out game, Kutztown 502 to 203, ran 85 plays to Kutztown's 43. But the penalties and turnovers are what cost the Rock here today. Eight penalties for 82 yards. Three turnovers, a fumble from Braden Long. Edwards coughed it up in an interception. 
game that you know Kutztown. I mean, it was a win that will live on in program history forever, Jack. Our first trip ever to the Final Four. I mean, what a win for this team. What a win for this community. I mean... And the watch uh, party back at Kutztown has got to be going crazy. I mean, it has to be going crazy. I... I mean, for the Kutztown fans here, it's going crazy, to say the least. I mean, the Kutztown faithful who made the drive here, I mean, you could just tell the sense of school pride from all the people that made the drive out here. I mean, not to mention, too, this was this was a five-hour drive out here, Jack. A five-hour drive, and this have a stand, have your side full of fans. That says a lot about your program, and that says a lot about your fans that are willing to make that drive, support your team, and knows what's at stake. That is, I don't think you can ask anything more, Jack, can you? No, you cannot. What a game. What an effort by these Golden Bears. We're going to take a quick look around the country for some scoring updates. The North Ryan at the start of the third quarter of 28 nothing over Valdosta State. Valdosta State, the powerhouse out of Georgia. But Lenore Ryan, what a season the Bears are having. They started their row with beating PSAC foe Shepard. And it looks like they could be well on their way to the Final Four as well. Colorado School of Mines and Central Washington all knotted up at seven there. And, and not to mention, too, Central Washington wasn't even ranked. I mean, they are not seeded. The only non-seeded team in the bracket to get to this stage. Uh, and lastly, imagine, imagine if they could upset Colorado School of Mines. I mean, what an upset that would be, Jack. Would be the you know, heavily viewed favorite to win the national championship, bounced in the quarterfinals, and... Lastly, Grand Valley State holds a 3-0 lead over Harding in the early portions of the second quarter there. That is our final look around the country for a scoring update here and regional final weekend. Josh, 28-16, Kutztown wins it. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't pretty. But it was a hard-fought physical win, and they got the job done. They got the job done. That's all that matters. As long as the scoreboard at the end of the day says, you know, a win... Whatever it may look like, however you got to get the win, just getting the win. That's all it takes, Jack. And Kutztown shows why, showed why they are the best team in this region. And not only to why they are the best team in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. Josh, I think it's time to give our KUR player of the game, shall we? Man, I don't even... I mean, there's so many... I, I feel like every time we do this, there's always a couple players that you could give it to. But... I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. Mine's going to be Anton Lloyd. The pick six that he had coming back. It looked like he got shaken up earlier in the game. But to make that play on fourth down, not just to get the interception, but to return it all the way for a touchdown. I mean, an incredible play. It just defines what this defense has meant to Kutztown all year. It's, it has been their, their DNA. It has been their calling card. Yes, the offense has been efficient, but the defense is really what stands out about this Kutztown team. Anton Lloyd with a game-changing defensive play on my end uh that that's what you know that that's my nomination for the KUR player of the game I got Jed Novak I mean just the way that he composed himself today I mean the the couple of big plays that he made I think the you know he he made a lot of big plays that Kutztown you know can look to and say the reason we won this game is because of this play but I don't think there's one play that won Kutztown this game it was a there's a whole combination of plays but 
I mean, I think Judd Novak did a great job of staying composed when the pressure was really on him, and he showed why he is one of the best quarterbacks in this nation. And only as a redshirt freshman is Judd Novak truly impressed to see him be able to to guide this offense and give them the win, get them to a point where they've never been before. And he'll be back. And he will. He's a bright year for him and a bright future ahead in Golden Bears uniform. But the season's not over yet for Kutztown. They will move on to the national semifinals where they will be reseeded next week. So they will figure out their opponent, TBD. But Kutztown lives on. They move. They get out of Super Regional 1 with a win, 28-16 over Slippery Rock. They're going to the Final Four. For Mitchell Smedley and Josh Matute, this is Jack Himes saying so long from Mahalik Thompson Stadium at Slippery Rock University.